What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema. This is episode 244, where tonight we're going to discuss Malignant, available theatrically and HBO Max, and Kate, available as a Netflix original exclusive to that service. I'm one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. I'm Roger Stillian. I'm Christopher Bond, and I have to pee. And Chris has to pee. That's, that's how he says that. Roger, how's your week, my friend? What is going on? Well, I mean, it's been a decent week up here. Weather's been nice. Other than that, you know, life, work, that sort of stuff. I went hiking yesterday. Yeah, where'd you go? Up in the mountains. I forget where it is. Just outside Alpharetta, I think. I, I forget the name, but we went up to like this huge falls, and it's just miles and miles of hiking, and now my legs feel like they are dying. I yeah? Whenever I sit down, whenever I stand up from sitting down position, I almost fall over every single time. Yeah, the old uh, the old legs weren't ready for that, huh? They weren't ready. I haven't been stretching. We've been doing – so in the office, the other second, his name is Ray. He always has us doing like a yoga session or two each day. That's good. To make sure we you know stretch out our necks and our backs. We sit good there and type. Good for your core, bruh. And I didn't stretch before, I, before or after we hiked. So that was a mistake because I woke up and I thought I was stiff and I couldn't move any of my body parts. Yeah, you should always stretch a little bit. Just all, <laughs> all your body parts were no longer working. I, it felt like I was a stiff wooden piece of board. I tell you what. What about you, Chris? What, what did you get into this week? This week, I watched three movies because I did go see uh, Shang-Chi. Like, oh, I good, suggested. good. I saw that in theaters last night, actually. And then I watched both of the, the movies that we're talking about this week, today. I watched one of them at the laundromat. It was a great experience. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if you got to kill time with laundromat, that's the way to do it. Yeah. When, when, I was in North, when I was in North Carolina, I watched several of the movies we had to watch for the show at the laundromat before I got into my got into the place that had the laundry machine. Yeah, brought, brought me back to my roots. I grew up uh, when I was younger in laundromats. My uh, that's where me, and my mother, and my brother would go take care of our laundry because the uh, the apartment complexes we lived in, the like, on-site laundry was always in use and terrible. So we just always went to laundry. Well, in some, I mean, New York's a prime example, but in a lot of big cities, like a lot of places don't have laundry. So the laundromat down the street is like your, that's how you do the laundry. Yeah, I grew up outside of Cleveland. It was kind of a similar situation. Really? That, that I, I would imagine that places in Cleveland had, like, I wouldn't imagine that was one of the cities. But if you say it's a city, then I believe you. Cleveland is a city. It's a no, city. no, no, no. But in a city with a lot of places don't have great laundry machines. Oh, yeah, like, uh, well, I mean, uh, all my love for Cleveland, quote-unquote, I mean, that place is basically a shithole now. It's, wow. um, it's, uh, well, like, uh, like one-third of the, of the of the city is, like, old industrial that is just all closed-down factories that aren't in use anymore. You can walk through, like, like downtown Cleveland, and it's, it's like an industrial wasteland. It's nuts. Like, you hear that, Cleveland? Of, you hear that? <laughs> ton of abandoned factories. Listen. They'll agree, they'll agree with with us on the show. Write, write us in, email us, tell us what you think of your city. Tell me about Cleveland being a dump. Unless you're Drew Carey, you ain't gonna say it rocks. Cleveland rocks, yeah, yeah, buddy. I have multiple friends and family around Cleveland. They'll they'll concur. <laughs> All right, Chris. Before we get into the episode, why don't you tell us? Why don't we take a few minutes? Do you tell us what you thought of Shang Chi? Shang Chi, we should say. So I don't think I'll be as I'm not as high on it as you guys were after seeing it. However, the movie is good. It's a lot of fun to watch, and I love the last thirty minutes of that movie. It's it's actually a it, it's a blast. It that the only pro- the b- problems I have with the movie is the movie just kind of happens, right? Like everything just kind of like 
happens. The bus fight's a really good example at the yep. beginning. Where like, it's like, hey, we're fighting. Yeah, now. it's like, you know, oh, we're we're just in the city, we sing karaoke, ah, and I'm a ninja. Like <laughs> then it just go it just goes from there. Things you think he was happening. super hungover during that fight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's one reason why it was close. Why are you <laughs> sweating so much? Oh my god. <laughs> so much. But I mean like I said, the last half hour of that movie was a lot of fun. The CGI was great. All the different, like, just, like this, just the, the mystical stuff they brought into it was really awesome. And I was really sad when the old the old Archer died. Yeah. I My heart the hurt. Uncle? Yeah. My heart hurt at that Yeah, moment. I didn't think that was going to, that was the death that got me. I didn't think that was going to happen. I thought there was yeah. no way he was going to bite it. But... Sucked the soul out of that man. But, There's a lot yeah, of death in that movie. There's a lot of loss in that movie. There is, but it's also faceless death. There's not a lot that you care about. But I digress. I really did enjoy the CGI dragon. I thought they did a really good yeah, job with awesome. that. Because I still stand by it in your movies. When you get a CGI dragon, it's either done really, really well, or it's garbage. It really yeah. did on this one. And the uh, the Tiamat monster devourer thing was pretty cool looking, too. I liked that it exploded. That was awesome. So I enjoyed the movie. I, I, I would give it probably a seven and a half. What okay. did you think of Razor Fist? Razor Fist <laughs> was the unsung hero of the movie. Are you talking about the car or the man? Both. Both. Okay, no, I stand by what I said. <laughs> they stand as one. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Raise off fist. I like. How, how you guys like the callback to the Mandarin? It's unexpected. We, I enjoyed it. Yeah, unexpected, Trevor Slattery. But it actually it felt fine. <laughs> like it wasn't. It, it wasn't like oh my god, I'm so happy he's here. But it was like okay, I I, I can dig this. Well, right. I mean, it's about. I want Marvel to keep. I would like Marvel in each of their movies to like really intermingle more Marvel movies in with the Marvel movies. It really helps to build the universe, flesh it out well, you know. I agree. So I'm, I was always happy that we brought, were able to bring him back, only because like it was a nice surprise I wasn't expecting. I like to see Ben Kingsley in anything he wants to do. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I, um, I, had, I had a good time with the movie. Um, I, I'm, I'll be interested to see where where he falls as like a character within the new Marvel verse or the, the current Marvel verse, I guess is how you can say it. Old returning character. Yeah. Not new. True. Him and him and his him and his new pet. Yeah. His new buddy who Morris. he can talk to. Morris, yeah. That no one else can talk to, but he can understand perfectly. Yeah, That's why not? Him. Well I'm glad you liked it, Chris. I'm uh, I was really really enjoy that one. I can't wait for it to come out on Disney Plus to watch it again. Yeah, it was never bowling and I won the I won the coin flip, so we saw that good. All right. Story Bowling can be fun though. With bowling, bowling. bowling. I love bowling. I'm bad at it, but I like bowling. Mm. It can be a lot of fun. I have a bowling ball. Do you really? I'm not surprised actually. Yeah, that actually doesn't surprise me. I don't have shoes though, which I think I should have gotten as well. <laughs> Probably goes as a good one two pair. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. All right. This is episode 244 of Ford Level Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema. Was post each and every Tuesday. At 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office, current upcoming releases, what's streaming trailers, and movies of the week. As usual, and without further ado, let's get into the box office. Again, as a surprise to nobody, Shang-Chi, sorry, Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings cleaned up. $21.7 million domestic, bringing in, a, bringing in a worldwide total to $320, a very respectable number. Good number. Free Guy, $5.2 million. Actually, clocking in right behind it at two hundred ninety-eight million. I never thought Free Guy would hit that big. Well, that movie deserves it. I'm glad it did. Yeah, Cry Macho. It. Not a great start for the Clint Eastwood movie. Four point five million, bringing worldwide to four point eight. 
you know, it got, it got a point three somewhere else. Instead of cry macho, you can have it say my crotcho. <laughs> Stay tuned for next oh, week's jokes. <laughs> only you, Roger. Only you. Candyman coming in number four, three point five million worldwide to sixty six point six nine million. Malignant. 2.7, bringing us worldwide to 24. We are going to talk about Malignant a little later. All right, any any shakeups there for you boys, or you guys expected pretty much what that was? Nope. I'm really sad that Cry Macho is doing better because I have to watch that movie. <laughs> that's about all I got. Well, I, I mean, got. it is Clint Eastwood, so there's that. There is that. My crotch. <laughs> mm, mm. So what do you guys think? Any, mm. any, any change-ups in the... Um, and change up in the in the film releases you guys you guys think for the next week or two or next no, month or two? I mean what comes out what came out this week malignant no something else no, cry macho, just, nothing's gonna change cry man cry macho Tammy Faye and another one Amazon I'm trying to I'm trying to get there fill time fill time got yeah. you so more about the my crotch <laughs> <laughs> all right don't don't, don't fill time all right no <laughs> longer fill time please stop <laughs> <laughs> to cease to sit this is what right. you people come for <laughs> all right cry macho everyone's talking about jamie which is amazon the eyes of tammy faye and then a cop shop actually went more a little more wide and i've heard that prisoners of the ghost land is as we expected not great and it's available on i think amazon someone told me and theatrical right if, do we talk about that no we talked about the trailer with the, the, the nick trailer, cage yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So I forgot the name of it. Yep. I'm still sad we didn't see Pig, but I'll say yeah. well, maybe we can do like a special episode with special Ghostland and Pig. Episode. Special Nick Cage episode where we yeah. watch the in the Ghostlands. Oh God. Mm. And Snake Eyes. Yes. And then talk about how excited we are that he's going to be the Tiger King. Yeah. Next week, Dear Evan Hansen, October 1st, Adams Family Two, Hotel Transylvania, Transformania, which make note is on Amazon. The Many Saints of Newark and Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Again, rated PG-13. That's a lot happening. That's a big week, yeah. And I still don't know why. The, Hotel Transylvania would have done fine theatrical with Adam Family too. It would have done fine. But who am I to say that? No Time to Die, October 8th. Yes. Bond movie coming out. We have – oh, as a note, did you guys ever watch those VHS movies? You know what I'm VH- talking about those. The the they were, they were called VHS. Thousands of movies on. No no VHS. no no. no. <laughs> there, there was it's it's a horror movie called VHS with little tiny skit like <clears throat> several smaller skits sewn together to all come in the play in the end. No, I don't think so. Well, an, an, another one comes out on Shutter, and those cool, tend to be quite popular among horror aficionados. That comes out October 6th on Shutter, VHS 94. I have a Shutter oh. subscription that I never use, so I should take a look at that. Wasn't Vivo doing the same thing? Vivo. Vivo, what? The kids' movie Vivo? No, I'm thinking of something else. What was that? What was that? Uh, that movie platform that died that that we weren't a fan of? Quibi. Quibi. Yeah. Quibi. Vivo. Why is it Vivo? Vivo. The Kinkajou. Vivo. <laughs> the Vivo. The singing Kinkajou. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Did it? Wasn't Quibi doing the same thing? With like, were they horror films? Like, you would get like six, seven minute bursts of them. Oh, I don't know. No, that, that was all. I never paid that much attention to Quibi. Yeah. Besides, well, I mean that's fair. Besides, nobody I ever knew had Quibi ever. <laughs> so, Quibi got to be one of the biggest failures. Got to be one of the biggest failures. Okay, October fifteenth, Halloween Kills at Last Duel. And I'll be honest, I'm getting kind of sick of seeing the Halloween Kills trailer. Roger, what you said about last week about one trailer. 
you see the same. trailer too many times, it just kind of kills it for you. But uh, but that's I mean that's just kind of the same with Last Duel. But odd, but oddly enough, the Dune trailer has not been run into the ground in theatrical releases. It's Good. only been on like one or two movies. I haven't seen it in theater for theatrical as of yet. It's a hell. Of, it's a very long trailer. For you? I I walked into Shang Chi just as the movie started. Okay. It was for me, so okay. it probably was. Well, first, and we, I barely made, we barely made Yeah, it I don't really make it a point to be there for trailers anymore like well, I used to. With our, well, with our local marquee, you're not there. Movie well, time. so they, they, they start like, they don't do a lot of trailers anymore? They, only, they do like five trailers, but they, so they, start, they, them early, they yeah. start them like 12 minutes early now. Yeah. So when you walk in, you might like if you walk in at Showtime, posted Showtime, you get like a trailer and a half, and you're you're done. Movie yeah, is starting. Starting, yeah. But that's something I think that most places should do. So you can, I if you want to, you can skip the trailers. Well, that depends on how long the movies are before as well. Mm-hmm. So because yeah. that actually factors into the the downtime for the projector. So yeah, if, if, right. if my movie starts at six forty five, I walk in at six fifty. My movie's starting when it's I walk on. in. Yeah. <laughs> all right dune the same weekend uh as ron's gone wrong also the the next week the 29th last night in soho which looks to be pretty interesting and army of thieves debuts on netflix on the 29th of october Mm -hmm. so he had to have been working on that for a long time way before army of the dead premiered Army oh, that's the, the follow-up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's the well, it's a prequel series. It's a prequel yeah. it, it, it's, series. It's that's safe, right. Yeah, yeah, it's got the safe guy. All right, and then starting Dieter. off November's what's that? Deacher, the safe guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> starting off November strong, the Eternals, which I am more and more excited for. Red Notice, November twelfth, which is as we remember the Netflix mm. movie, and then the next one, November nineteenth, Ghostbusters Afterlife and King Richard. Do we think Ghostbusters still comes out November nineteenth? Yes. Okay, that's a yes. November twenty fourth, which is the Thanksgiving week, and Canto, House of Gucci, National Canto? Champions. Canto, really? Canto? And, I'm live action Pokemon? And Canto. No, no, no. Damn it. God. <laughs> your day will come, Roger. I'm sure one day your day will come. God damn it. House Listen, of Gucci. After watching Detective Pikachu, they need to make that movie. Yeah, Detective it. Pikachu was pretty good. All it right. Will work. <laughs> so that that week's a big week, and Canto, which is I th- which is a Disney Pixar, House of Gucci, National Champions, and Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Boy, they missed um they missed Halloween on that one. That's dumb. That's where I belong. The House of Gucci. Why would you miss Halloween with Resident Evil movie? Why would you put mm. that in November? <laughs> He's just perplexed. Aren't you? I mean, all the none of those Resident Evil movies are very good anyway. So <laughs> it matters what they. I think one of them came out in December. I think the one where she's in the desert. We need a Christmas Resident Evil. Yeah, that's what we need. And we also have November twenty fifth, which is a Thursday. Beatles Get Back on Disney Plus. It's like a Beatles documentary. So that'll be pretty cool for Beatles fans. It's gonna be a real humdinger. I know people. Yeah, real humdinger. You're you're, you're right. And uh, Wolf <laughs> on December third and December tenth. Violence of Action and West Side Story. Let's. It's fair to say that Spielberg will own that weekend. Mm. The weekend right afterwards, Nightmare Alley, Spider Man No Way Home. Then December twenty second, Spider Man will own that weekend. Yeah, yeah. West Side Story has one week to do what it's going to do. His name's not Phil Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> December twenty. December twenty second, the week of Christmas. A Journal for Jordan, The King's Man, Matrix Resurrections, and Sing Two. 
that's a fairly that's a fairly clogged week uh december 24th oh the netflix movie we're talking about the trailer today don't look up with a hell of a comes out on christmas eve yeah that comes out on december 24th christmas eve yeah and on friday american underdog and licorice pizza i wish i was making that up i'm not and why i don't know that's first off most licorice is butt Controversial food take, licorice is So American Underdog is a story of NFL MVP Hall of Fame quarterback Kurt Warner who went stocking oh. shells to a supermarket to becoming an American football star. Kurt Warner, that, that was my old, uh, my team's old quarterback. Yeah, the Rams? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's who it's talking about, yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. Zachary <laughs> Levy, Anna Paquin, Dennis yeah. Quaid. That's pretty cool. a sports show now, Grayson. <laughs> hey, sports fans. <laughs> That's actually a good cast. So Zachary Levy and Anna Paquin, Adam Baldwin, Dennis Quaid, Bruce McGill. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? I haven't even seen this, so I'm checking out now. I have to look that up. But we always love those good sports stories. As long as they're well told, they can be very powerful. Get Shazam out there slinging balls around. <laughs> All right. That's your up to December. We're actually not that far, truth be told. I mean, we're only like, like less no, than, we're less than 100 days till Christmas Day. Oh, God. So there's that. That's terrible. <laughs> have you guys yeah. had? A, have, you, have you guys had a pumpkin spice drink already? Never in my life. I can actually say never in my life have I had. A really, you never had I one. Really, never, spice. really, never. I had mean, it. I, I, not. I don't say. I'm not surprised that you don't like it. But I'm, to say that you've never had one actually shocks me. It's also fair to say that I'm the most manly man here. Now, got it. Okay, that's cool. true. And that's, that's not true. saying no, a lot. That's, that's, that's not. That's not even in play. I don't know. I'm just surprised that you've never had. That's that's surprising. I don't like pumpkin. I like pumpkin pie. I like pumpkin this. I don't like pumpkin I like that. Pumpkin I like carbon pumpkins because they're gross on the inside. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I will agree with you on that. <laughs> just buy those plastic fake ones with a little light in them. Wipes is fine. Wait, yeah, did you guys? I, I, I did you guys eight dollars never bought another fucking pumpkin. I like did Did you guys <laughs> see the the pumpkins that were like some guy parves pumpkins with all the Marvel characters? I'm sure many people do that. It's pretty sweet. I'll put it up on our social media though. It's it's really impressive. I I looked at like the three Smell big ones. Pro pumpkin social media. Hold on a second. Hold on, Chris. You don't like pumpkin pie. You don't like pumpkin anything. Like there's not one I, pumpkin I like product. Nothing you like. flavored or made out of pumpkin. Wow. Mm-hmm. See, I like a good that's a controversial. Of <clears throat> now, Rob, do you like pumpkin pies? In a, that's got to be a minority. Like <laughs> you, have, you, sir. Are in the minority. <laughs> well, it's just, I, I mean, there's just so much sugar in it. <laughs> it's got to be good, yeah, right? <laughs> no, 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 nothing bad here. <laughs> yeah, it's made to be good. How else would you good. eat vast amounts of whipped cream? Yeah, sure. Just open up that. <laughs> you, all you, right, you, you all right, your gentlemen. Shit, I could be. Your life changed when you realized you can just eat the whipped cream. Everything changed. You just, the second half of your life begins when you, realize, when you realize you can just buy a cake anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we went off on a little tangent. What's streaming this week? We're taking a look at HBO Max. Oblivion by director Joseph Kosinski, Tom Cruise, Morgan Freeman, like Andrea Riseborough, Olga Kurlenko, Nicholas Coster Waldo, Jamie Lannister himself was 2013. That's hmm. a great cast. That's an okay movie. I didn't. I didn't think it was great, but it's I really like okay. Oblivion. It's different. So, is it how, what? What year was that, Grayson? What year's Oblivion? Twenty thirteen. Two thousand thirteen. That's not that long ago, right? No. Is, that, is that like a space one? Just yes. Space. I remember. Seeing no, no, one. no, no. They're not in space. They're on a different planet. 
I think it's a different. It could be Earth. I don't know. It's been so long since I've seen it. In space. It's very well, technically it's very all planets are in space, so it's, it's let's very not sci-fi. go down that dark path. You know what my favorite Tom Cruise movie is? Top Gun. Legend. Risky Risky Business. Oh, Legend. That's a good one, though. I love Legend. I grew up watching Legend. That's was, an underrated one. A, a, I think. Medieval Fantasy was, was big in my family, so Legend was like a staple. I love that movie. I get are, you, are you excited for Willow 2, Chris? I am. I am very much excited for Willow 2. I wasn't until I heard that Warwick Davis is back. Yeah, he's back and, then, yep. and then I'm okay with it. As, as well, hold, on. hold on. Is, is Val Kilmer back? That's the one that I care about, Val Kilmer. <laughs> well, I mean, it, so hold on. If you've watched the Val Kilmer documentary on Amazon – He's in really not. rough shape. Yeah. Because listen, that shit was depressing. I wasn't, it's, wasn't very, really... it's very good. Yeah. But it is very fucking depressing. Oh, man. I got to check that one out. I, I'm well, not can't talk about him. Like, he's got a stone, like. Yeah, he can't. No. Oh, it's one of those problems. Okay. Yeah. It's one of those terrible things that happen to people. Well, I mean, that pretty much takes your acting ability, you know, kind of down to almost nothing. So. <laughs> really test your metal. I mean, it doesn't. I, I mean, what I what I meant. I mean, yes, we have a whole silent era of film where no one spoke. I get that, but it really, it really kind of eliminates the roles you can be up for if you have dialogue. You can't talk it. So, yeah. True. All right, that's what I meant. Number two, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World by director Lorraine Scafferin, Steve Carell, Kira Knightley, Melanie Lasinski, Patton Oswalt, Adam Brody, Connie Britton. That was 2012. Kind of a charming little movie that didn't really get its due, but it's it's not. I don't think it's wonderful, but it's it's good. It's it's very good, very watchable. Did you watch that, Roger? Mm, I don't think I ever have. I saw that one. I remember not liking it very much. Okay, okay. I think that movie made me sad. Well, check it out. It's on HBO Max. You can check it out. Anyone can check it out. Empire of the Sun, number three, by a small director you may have heard of, Steven Spielberg, Christian Bale, John Malkovich, Miranda Richardson, Joe Pantoliano, Ben Stiller. This was like 1983. I think it's like 1983. I could be wrong about that, but that's a that's one that a very early Christian Bale. So obviously, very early Christian Bale. Have you ever seen that, Roger or Chris? No, I'm not. It's not one I'm not familiar with. For a moment, I thought you said Tears of the Sun. I got really excited. But that's what a Christmas movie. I actually, I actually did. I actually did watch that this 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 week. Tears of the Sun. Uh, tears, yeah, it's on one of the streaming services. Only movie to pull a tear from my my cold dead eyes. Did it? it was a tear from if the, the sun. Sun would actually weep on the earth. We would die think about it <laughs> i haven't seen it in a long time i haven't seen Empire of the sun in a long time no last time i watched this movie it was it was in college for a class but the description is a young jewish boy struggles no i sorry, a young english boy struggles to survive under japanese occupation and china in world war ii so that's a it's it's one of those movies that you know i'm sure has a spielberg touch to it which it should well, it's been very long as I've seen it, but I'm definitely going to check it out this week. I always watch the movies we recommend. I always watch them the, the week after we talk about them. So I'm Every now and then, you rewatch a movie that you recommend and go, ooh, what was I thinking? This is bad. Uh, Every no. now and then? Uh, what's, what's sometimes, I guess. There we go. Because right. okay, you, 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 you guys know me. I tend to I tend to remember movies very fondly, more fondly yeah. than they should be remembered. Well, because like because that's one of those things where it's like, oh, this movie was good. Yeah, this is streaming. Hell yeah! You watch it like, oh no, mm. what was I thinking ten, fifteen years ago? When I like this. What was this? <laughs> All right, let's talk about some trailers. A new a new show in the Disney lineup. Let's talk about Hawkeye with Jeremy Renner. Marvel and Christmas baby. Mar- <laughs> I'm going to be Marvel Christmas. What do you guys think about this? This is the first Marvel show that I am not excited for in any way, shape, or form. Really. 
Why? But I'm sure they will change my mind after episode two. Well, so so my my only question to that would be like at this point, why wouldn't you at least be like, okay, it's on the radar? Well, it is on the radar, uh, you know, obviously, but it's just one of those things where I watch the trailer and I feel nothing every single time. Okay, I'm, I I think more about about uh, what's his name, uh, Renner, mm-hmm. being a born uh, a born character than I do anything else, and it's just because I'm I just feel terribly uninterested in the, in the trailer. Maybe the show, you know, blow it away. But right now, I'm just like not excited. I think he's an interesting person to follow for a show. Mm-hmm. So, you mean Hawkeye, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, he could be absolutely. Oh, Clint Barton, yeah. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I'm sure oh, it'll be. Look, Clint Barton's got a pretty dark past, you know, I... both before and after his family. So the I mean, only other thing too is I would never bet against. Yeah, he got his family back, man, man. Before now, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> After the snap and before he got his family back, he was he was just out there being kind of a mercenary on his own accord. We saw that. He was the Ronin. Listen, he did some shit. You know, he's, he he hasn't denied it. He That's true. I mean, he legitimately yeah. says he's like, my past is catching up. <laughs> well, yeah, you killed a whole bunch of people, lots of people. I love Jeremy Renner, so he's one of my favorite actors. So I just I love him. And I can't. I think I stand with Chris on this one, though. Is I can't really get excited about this one, and I don't okay. know why. Um, What's your favorite Jeremy Renner movie? Tag. Tag is pretty. Tag. You haven't dude, seen Tag? Goddamn, see Tag. Tag is hilarious. Um, hilarious. I it, Wind River is probably the best Jeremy Renner. Oh, that movie's super dark. Yeah, but it's Wind so. River. I like that. God, that movie is so good. Like, like how much movies... depression are you though? But it... I'm constantly on this cusp. So don't watch that. Oh, right. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on, but watch it. But don't watch it at night. <laughs> Maybe watch it like broad daylight. Is it scary? No, or is it sad. sad. Oh, it's dark. It's incredibly, I don't think it's sad incredibly dark. dark. Feel. It's yeah. a movie about it. It's an Indian <laughs> reservation. There's a there's a you know an attack on an Indian reservation that has to be you know looked up on by the Indian. What are they? What Roger? It's like the Indian um, authorities. Yeah, well, uh, forget their exact name, but yeah, the welfare and people. The, the, the FBI gets involved, and it's a very dark story. But man, Super it's dark. good though. It's, it's a hell good. of a movie. Okay, really. But is. I'm serious about the depressed thing. <laughs> uh, so all right, watch Tag. Yeah, it's Tag is great. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> look, 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 look. Tag might not I'm be the best. Com- I'm borderline at best. <laughs> I'm really hanging on my thread. Thanks for asking. Tag. Tag is not really a great movie, but damn it if it's not funny. It's funny, like, so. It's hilarious. Just Chili. know that it's bad funny. Okay. Well, also cool. know there's a character named Chili, which is wonderful. Right. Uh, Last Night in Soho, the new Edgar Wright movie. What do you guys think? I'm kind of here for it. So uh, this was my first time seeing this trailer, and I'm after seeing the trailer, I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely interested at least because it's it's a different take on a. Kind of like a ghost story, which I'm down for. Well, you know what movie it reminds me of in the very recently that we we all thought was going to be a home run and it wasn't? Reminiscence. Queen's Gambit? No, oh, no, that one was good. Queen's Gambit, that's a show that's on Netflix show. That's, that's pretty stellar. That's got that's up for awards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Sorry, continue. Um, what were you saying, Grayson? I was saying, uh, oh, rem- Reminiscence. Yeah, Reminiscence wasn't good. We all thought that was going to be... I kind of get those vibes, though, but we all thought that was going to be fantastic, too, and it was the opposite. So we were fooled once. Uh, I'm, but I mean, Edgar Wright's a damn good director. <clears throat> he makes great movies. He barely ever falters. So I'm excited for it. Uh, I love Anya Taylor Joy. She's awesome. I think this is going to be a great movie. I really hope so. I really enjoyed the trailer. 
I have a feeling this movie is going to be like three hours long, though. Oh god, and it's going to make me sad. <laughs> well, I mean, it's let's see if it's got a runtime. On I'd rather it be three hours and feel like two than it be an hour and forty minutes on the dot and feel like two and a half. Kate, <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be one way, you want to be the oh, it's an yeah, hour right? and, exactly. It's, it's an hour and fifty six minutes, which means theatrically, it's going to be two twenty five. That's okay. I can do, I can do two two hours. Two hours if, is fine. If you watch an AMC, it's going to be two twenty five. If you watch an marquee, it'll probably be like two ten. Right on the dot, right? Yeah, no, yeah. you're not wrong. I'm okay with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, I am really excited for this one. It's just Edgar Wright. He's makes some. I mean, let's go down his just for one second. Let's go down his directing filmography. Uh, he has others too, director. So, oh, he's doing a remake of The Running Man. Awesome. Wait, yeah, the dance? The, no, the, mm. the what, wasn't that, wasn't, dance? wasn't that an Arnold movie, The Running Man? Am yeah, I, I think it is actually. Yeah, yeah. So he's in like some weird tournament or something like that. Yeah, so, like, uh, like the nineteen eighties. Baby Driver. <laughs> the movie was Baby, set like two thousand and ten. Baby Driver, <laughs> The World's End, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, hot fuzz you know he, he's got a good Sean <laughs> of the dead he's got a good filmography you know i guess i, I gotta i got something to say about Sean of the dead and hot fuzz i saw those movies when i was young and stupid and i thought my friends that like those movies were morons right so i i was already biased against especially hot fuzz i thought Sean of the Dead was okay i did not like hot fuzz i didn't see i like hot fuzz more than Sean of the dead I'll have to rewatch those. And but I think Shaun of the Dead's a better right? I think Shaun of the Dead's a better movie. Yeah, there's a couple. Like End of the World or something, yeah, Trapping the Aliens End. or something. Yeah. yeah. I need to rewatch those and see if I see if they're I actually. I didn't like At World's End as much. Okay. You mean the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, At World's End? That one is also a little yeah, bit of Running Man is set in 2017. Uh, yeah, see, I was close. All right. Uh-huh. I watched that movie when I first started dating my wife. She fell asleep and I was and I, I watched that like at like ten o'clock at night while she was sleeping. A lot of those futuristic movies that are made in the 80s are the time is like this decade. And yeah, 2010, 2020. Yeah. We, we have That's yet to see any of those. Point. We have yet to see any of that cool t- technology or anything. So, you know. Yet. Yet. Yet indeed. All right. Let's talk about Don't Look Up, a Netflix movie with a hell of a cast. Uh, what do you guys yeah. think about don't, don't Look Up? Well, I mean, I'm more excited that it's directed by Adam McKay with the cast. Because yeah, you know, at Ghost Panther mm-hmm. is his Twitter handle. You don't follow. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna see enough. I wanna see no other trailers for this movie. And go yeah, watch it. I don't want anything else to be seen. I don't want to see any of the jokes. Well, it comes I out next. It, it comes out next week. So I, I, I just don't want to see anything else on it because that one little short that we just watched here looked hilarious. I'm in, hundred percent. I love the Jonah Hill skinny again. Yeah, that's okay. nice. Yeah, so good, good, for, good, good for him. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. DiCaprio, Timothy Chalamet, Jennifer Lawrence, Jonah Hill, Kate Blanchett, Meryl Streep, Gina Gershon, Matthew Perry, Ron Perlman, uh, Michael Chiklis, uh, Hishmael Patel, Tyler Perry, Kid Cudi. Like, that is a massive cast, right? Am I wrong? That's a huge cast. Michael Chiklis will beat you with a phone book. He would. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I I have. I love The Shield. The Shield is one of my favorite all-time series, actually. Yeah, Mark Raylance. Melanie Lissinsky. Yeah, or Linsky, sorry. She's, yeah, that's a huge cast. I just hope it's good. That's all. Yeah, me too. What's our motto? I'm I'm excited for that one. What's our motto, Roger? Just hope it doesn't suck. Yeah, that's all. It's been a long time since I've seen a DiCaprio movie that I thought sucked. So... 
But he had a couple there for a while. Like that one Body of Lies with him and Russell Crowe. I would have thought there's no way. That movie was just not good. Jeez. You mean that trash movie, Blood Diamond? Hey, 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 hey. Get out of here. Get out of here. I think Blood Diamond's great. <laughs> but I knew I would trigger off Grace in there. Another yeah. movie I've seen yeah. once obscurely that I need to rewatch. What? Blood Diamond? Yeah. Blood Diamond's pretty good. Yeah, it's a hell of a movie, man. Hell of a movie. I already know how I'm going to trigger Grayson during Kate. Yes, good. Oh, Did my goodness. Wait? All right, all right. Excited. Well, Speaking we're excited for those. Well, without further ado, let's hop into Kate then. Woo! A nice little segue there. Yeah, this movie's Kate great. Was directed by Cedric Nicholas Troyan. With okay, so here's the okay. Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, Woody Harrelson, Miku Martino, Tabunabu Asano, Michael Husman. There's some other names I probably shouldn't say, but. Uh, yeah, what do you guys give me your your ten second take? Ten second take before we get into it. Okay, I got it. Grayson, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Kate is a better Terminator movie than the last three Terminator movies. I'll give you that because it is. I mean, first of all, she's referred to as a Terminator, so yep. that's a that's a very good reference. Good for you. Open the door within the script. See, I I, I expect that from Wait, Chris. Wait, you think this this is part of the Terminator? It could be Terminator <laughs> universe. It absolutely could be. <laughs> No, 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 no. We're not. We're not going down that. We're not going down that path, gentlemen. Uh, yeah. So, Roger, why don't you tell us what Kate is about? So, the real short story of Kate is she is a an assassin in Japan. Has been doing it for a while since she was a little kid, actually. You know, and she ends up getting poisoned, radiation poison. Radium two hundred four, um, which seems terrible. By yes. the way, not pleasant. Terrible. Um, so there's that, and you know, it's basically she has twenty four ish hours to live. She's melting from, and the she inside. goes uh, goes on a little spree to try to complete her last mission. So this is character. this is Crank meets John Wick, and a far inferior version of both. Is that fair? Yeah, that's probably that's accurate. Fair. I do like the crank formula, which is, you know, an assassin has to keep going, has to find a way to keep going until he can get his revenge or her revenge. I do like that formula and it's somewhat new, um, but I do like that formula, you know, even if it's in a diff- different kind of cookie cutter movie like this. But uh, yeah, that's fair what you said. And this, so, Kate, Mary Elizabeth Weinstein, let's, let's talk about her for one second. That, that's our lead, right? She's the lead. How do you guys take? Do you guys buy her as a female assassin or? Yeah, I'm actually not? okay. I don't really have a problem with her. Yeah, yeah. She, I think, I think her attitude on the screen was good. I think her presence was was fine. I had a problem with some of the choreography, but her character herself and how she played it was fine. I liked it. I, I mean, agree with you. The last movie I remember seeing her in, she played a pretty strong, um. Lady Ass Kicker. Remember, she was the huntress in um, oh yeah the the yeah. Harley Quinn movie. Yeah, basically playing the very similar role there. So it's not like I haven't seen her do similar things to this. So I have no problem with her as as Kate. a badass assassin. Kate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's believable enough for me. So what about you, Grayson? Oh, I I totally dug her. I she's not like I I, I imagine you and I both have a problem with one with one of the major actors because he just phoned it in, but she's not one of my problems in this movie. 
with all of the things that are wrong with Kate, I don't think the lead is one of them. Yeah, that's fair. That's um, very sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I. And I mean, by, by actor phoning in, do you mean Woody Harrelson? Yeah, are, what are you saying? Yeah, Woody. Woody. You yeah, can't I think talk about my boy this way. I yes, think Woody boy. Harrelson. <laughs> I think this is one of those movies that Rogers like that Roger calls the you you referenced it as one episode. Roger is a one million two day like. One million bucks. Yeah. And I'm there Listen, for two, two, two days. Need you for two days, a million bucks. Well, I feel like I feel like his character was almost an afterthought that they wanted to do more with because they got him for it. Because I, I feel like they went, okay, we've got seven hundred fifty-three thousand dollars left in budget. Who else can we get? I think I think that's, I think that's somebody goes this. Hey, uh, I know Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Call him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> call him. <laughs> I mean, I just I don't know, man. Um. Because, yeah, his whole character. So Woody Harrelson's character is kind of, what, her trainer handler? Trainer, I guess is the handler, correct word. Undercover weird father figure-ish. Yeah, it's weird. Right? It's strange. So, but we've uh, just seen this movie. Netflix just made this movie in Milk Shop in the, the milk. The, in Gunpowder Milkshake? Gunpowder Milkshake. They just made this movie. Whoever pitched this role to Woody Harrelson said, hey, listen, you got to show up for a couple of days. You got to take a puff of a weird red cigarette, and then you'll die. It'll be great. But he died in like it. a. I love it. <laughs> Tell me more. Yeah, that's he, it. No, we're done. You know, he gets kind of a kill Bill ending. You remember? Yeah. Remember? Remember how Bill's like? You get. He's like, oh, you got me. He takes five steps and his heart explodes. Uh, I think so. He told her how to kill. Like he told her that that's how you do it and make it personal. Well, yeah, actually, I, I wonder. Oh, no, yeah, that was a big call comeback. Callback. Well, it wasn't a big callback because because you see that you see that that vision that memory of hers. Like seconds before, yeah, before it actually happens. I think in the first kill, you, I think they could write that better. Where the first kill, she shoots him in the stomach first, well, or, or and he goes, "Man, that's a terrible way to kill someone." She says it's personal, and then well, at the end of the movie, actually, you wrap that in. I would, I would counter you with this. So, so there are multiple times during this movie where they have flashbacks to her being trained by him. Yes, at any point. Before the time that they give us that bit of information, they could have dropped that in there, and it's more impactful. Exactly. Yeah. Any okay, yeah. point, right? Yeah. You don't have to change it. It just can't be there. Yeah. Put it put it earlier so it has a better a better callback. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Well, I mean, I would have expected it back when they're talking about her her hits. He's yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, she, yeah, any, he's like anywhere, anywhere, right? Except the one directly before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so we have we have the you know it's a female revenge it's a female assassin revenge story and I do love her I I thought that okay let's talk about as like an addendum talking about her how do you think the choreography was in this movie and let's and let's just let's just compare it straight up to so you know can I the first yeah go ahead. hold on hold on, so, hold on. let's just oh. compare it to John Wick because that's oh, I think that's not even on that, that's not even in the in the realm um, straight up fight scene wise there are a couple. Of long drawn out fight scenes, one is significantly better than the other, and the one that's not good is really not good. Are we talking about the one that isn't good? Is it in in a penthouse sweep with one person? Yes, I agree with you one hundred percent. The good one is in the restaurant, yes. um, with the sliding doors and everything. Yep. I had no problem with any of that choreography. Thought it was great. Um, well, I guess great's maybe not the right word, but it was good. Yes. Um, especially compared to what we get later on in the movie, which is what Chris is mentioning. Um, so there's that. Yeah. So so my biggest ooh moment was, I remember us talking about the trailer for this movie about a month back, and I mentioned this moment in the trailer where she slides on that counter 
and kicks a guy out a window. <laughs> yeah. And it looks like the weakest kick you've ever seen in your life, but that man goes flying. And it, maybe it's a bad angle or something that makes it look bad, but man, and it looks just, it looks worse. Well, he doesn't go. He, he, he doesn't go flying. He he, he barely makes flying. it out. He he barely makes. I just watched it. He barely makes it out the window and falls in the light below the window. It, it it's just it's such a weak kick that that man gets knocked out of a wooden window on, and it's just but bad. I love people getting kicked, kicked out of window. You know, it happens so but, often now. I, I like I like a good window kicking as much as the next guy. <laughs> <laughs> I would advocate more window kicks exactly yes. for all movies. But this one was not great. <laughs> Didn't do it for you, huh? Yeah, it, I mean, and, and there's a few moments in this movie where I actually went, ooh, and I, I like, I'm not that guy. I don't notice the bad choreography usually. I'm too, I'm too simple-minded, and I'm just like, ooh, pretty movie, and I'm watching. But in this movie, I saw some, some bad stunts. Well, and it just, yeah, it just pulled me out. I didn't see anything that was like really pulled me out, but I didn't think it was anything on the level of John Wick. No, I mean, it, here's the thing: it, it is not anywhere near that level. It's what. It's what most of these movies strive to be, because I mean, it is the clear standard now, right? Yes, um, it's, it's its own genre of movie. It is, it absolutely, it is. Um, it's just, it's a hard thing to try to to, to like step up. It's a hard bar to measure up to. Um, well, but like I mean, this one just didn't really. Well, Keanu like killed himself for that John Wick role. You know? Yeah, like, he 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 did nothing but train for it. And unless you get another, you know, another actor or actors. To, to put that work in again, it's going to be hard to replicate that. Not only with the actors, but then you have to have, you know, the stunt guys and the directors all that in on it. Yep. And I just don't have, I have a feeling that Netflix just doesn't have the pull yet. It has the money. It just doesn't have the actual, like, the, the roster to pull from to make that movie yet. They only don't until they do, though. True. And this is just, I mean, this is what they got to do until they get there. Yep. But so. you know what bothers me about it is Polar... Every time I watch one of these movies, I go back to Polar because Polar was right in the middle of the John Wick, John Wick and it, it, Polar is pretty good. Remember that one, Roger, with Mads Mikkelsen? Yep. And I, I think it was Selena Gomez. Is that Selena? Mm, yeah, she's maybe in the movie, girl. Sure. I don't know, but it's a it's a graphic novel in a John Wick style. And it's Chris, if you haven't seen that one, I recommend that one too. That one's a yeah, lot Polar's, of fun. Polar's worth a watch on Netflix. Yeah, I'm trying to get my wife to watch John Wick because she hasn't oh. seen them. Well, focus on that first. Yeah. Yeah, but Polar's not a bad second option if you get her to watch one. But I mean, it's Mad Mickelson. Uh, it's like a graphic novelish. You know, he's there's a fight, there's an entire fight where he's like naked in the snow and he's still just destroying, just murdering no, everyone. No, definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, I mean, it's very impressive. But every time I think, see, this is what I was talking about. How Netflix just they just put they're like, ah, oh, it's fine. It's not very good. It's still going to get ten million views. Who cares? You know, we've entered that phase of because if you put this in the theater. And critics watch this and cut it down. You're gonna, it's gonna cut your views down substantially. But on Netflix, that doesn't happen, or on any streaming service, that's not nearly as big of a problem because no one's losing time. Yeah, because you can just turn it off. Yeah, yeah exactly. If it's not in your, you know. But so, I don't. But this movie, if if you like assassin movies, this one, it's it's fine. I mean, it's not the at best. No point though is this movie ever better than just fine. fine. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I, and it, I, it's I got enough. The thing is, though, it's got so many parts. We're just like, what? Why? Yeah. Well, the, and it really brings it down. Well, let me let me let me pose a question because yeah. Grayson actually brought up a good thing with Polar because Polar is based off a graphic novel. Doesn't this feel like a movie that would be pulled from a graphic novel? It really or does. Even something, something yeah. right? Even the but poster, it's not. Even the poster would suggest that. Well, you know what really drove me nuts about this movie? Remember very early on when she first gets poisoned. 
and she gets into the the tricked out anime car. Yeah, and it's she's flying around. Doesn't that feel like some Straight crappy, crappy yeah, right? Oh, yep, yeah. Didn't it feel that way? Yes. And I'm this, just like, this is some corny ass shit. But it was. I think that was one of the highlights of the movie for me. Was that was was that that chase scene? I don't know why. I, I dug the it. car chase or the chase getting to the car. The car chase itself. I actually liked that for mm, some reason. Interesting. But maybe I'm just a you know a low IQ. You well, know, Neanderthal. The thing is though, I didn't like it because out of all the things in this movie, that was so CGI heavy. There it was. Well, it, yeah, it, it looks was. super bad though. It, Although it, in Chris's defense, at the end of it. There was there was some cool shots in that car chase though that I really hadn't seen in a, in a long That's time. That's why I liked it because because it, it wasn't the car chase itself but it was some of the shots. Which was one of the one of the shots. It was the camera was really really low on the street and both cars yes. went over it and like that was kind of a cool shot that I hadn't seen before. I mean, so and then we of, got to the yeah. part where you know when she's still in the car and the music is blasting, she's like kicking the thing, just trying to get it to turn off. I'm yeah. Like, come on, yeah, what are we doing here? <laughs> And then I really think that they missed the thing because listen, the soundtrack for this show or this movie is kind of interesting. It is because it is it is heavily influenced by Japanese culture. Yep. Um, they really missed the thing with baby metal. Come on, folks, they did. give they, me some yeah, baby metal. Could have had this. Come on, folks. This. Come on, folks. They didn't even do actual hard J-pop either. No, not really. Or not, not J-pop. K-pop, but like they could have. Yep. K-pop. But uh, you're right, though. The, the soundtrack was different, and I appreciated that it actually, actually with it, it actually with, yeah, works. It does. Like it's not a it's that's not a negative thing. Mm-hmm. But come on, man, baby metal's made for this. Oh yeah, especially especially the scene where he finds the uh, the girl. Act. Yep, that would have been perfect. Yep, but because they come up on stage, it's like, oh, it's gonna be baby metal. Now, so, when, so when you really get into the story of Kate, what I don't like, what doesn't work for its and its pro column is it's very it's there's a lot of names and a lot of complications with who's related to who and yeah you know i don't think that definitely does not work in the movie's favor for for it's one. hard to follow it can like be. in a in an assassin movie or revenge movie do you really need a complicated who's who of characters no you don't but in this movie since the whole family was involved family lineage is a big is a big deal in asian in, culture in a lot of asian culture though so like I, I see why it's relevant for the movie's like setting but I agree with you that it they could have taken one or two family members out of that equation to make it simpler. I agree. Okay, let me pose you a heavy Kate question, right? Oh, right? So this movie is basically Kate is dying, and this is her try to Melting from make things right. Yeah, dying terribly, by the way. Yeah. So this is kind of like Kate's redemption, right? Like her yeah. last step. Does she deserve redemption? No. Not one bit, right? Nope, not at all. She listen. She got a shit deal and a bad hand, but goddamn, she definitely doesn't deserve to win anything. She got a shit deal and a bad hand at her own doing. True, right? Much, yep. Listen, so. occupational hazard. Yeah, yeah I, mean, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, she got, she got outwitted and outsmarted. When you to are get an assassin, poison. you were, you might die. Yep. Hold, hold now, on. Listen, she dies terribly. <laughs> going, going, going to the occupational hazard. Um, Mikhail Huisman as Stephen. Mm-hmm. He does. He doesn't get used nearly. And that could have been anyone in that role. You didn't have to cast yeah. anyone with any kind of name in that role. Well, see, I think at the end of the movie, they said we have seven hundred fifty-four thousand dollars left. Who do we know? And someone said Woody Harrelson. And someone said that guy. Well, the thing is, like, he didn't really impact the story much. I mean, he no. He I mean, he basically kills the the main character just at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, that's impactful. Not basically. I mean, no, no. Okay, okay, fine. Okay, fine. No, you're right. He does, but after that, I kind of wanted to see more of him. 
because I like that guy. I mean, it's yeah, but then he's just gone. Well, yeah. I mean that. So that's one of the movies. This is this movie, like I said, that has a lot of not good parts to it. Um, the story's kind of all over the place, right? And we're supposed to believe that she goes on what? How far? How long? We're all in Japan that she go in twenty four hours? A lot, well, all over the place. A lot of places. Well, but I mean, she starts out in Osaka, but that was ten months earlier, and then she ends up, you know, in Tokyo. Well, that I have no problem. with. Yeah, yeah. Where do they end up? We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, in the hills, it's like the Beverly Hills version of Tokyo, I guess, which so, is odd. Let me ask you another question that I found odd, right? When they hijacked the taxi, yeah. the guy's like, I'm not going that way. Asshole, why did you pull over? Because <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's going to stay local. Maybe it was like his, his end of his night, you know but, what I mean? Did they pay that man? No. no. Why not? Because I mean, that's a good point. Why right? not? But... <laughs> why not? <laughs> Come on. You're just really an asshole. Scared the man half to death. Point yeah, you put a gun at him. Guys. At least give him five stars. <laughs> give, him a, give him a lift rating of five. Wait, hold on, hold on a second. They didn't. They took him to go to the house where, yeah. she, where she sat, where the girl sat outside, right? Yes. Yep. Ani? Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> Come on, I mean, man. We didn't ever see them get out of the cab, though. So, I mean, I guess... No, they do. They just get out of the cab and leave. Okay, you know they did a good long. job of in this movie? Sorry to pull away from the cab discussion. But, um, <laughs> it was deep. <laughs> um, they did a good job of making you like the the like the last family member. Mm. They, they did a good job of so, making you like that man and root for him. I liked how he ended his little yep, personal, personal discrepancies. I watched this with my wife this morning, and she went, well, that was quick. <laughs> I actually belly laughed. I was like, <laughs> "Wait, you're talking about the you're talking about the the, the sword the, fight, the samurai fight, which lasted yep. all of four seconds." Samurai. Well, I mean, more of a samurai than you. So did, listen, right? listen. He slices him across the gut. He doubles over, and then he chops the top of his head off. That's right the start. Before, That's the right fight, before, start to finish. And right before the man tells this man, "You are no samurai." Well, oh, a little more than you, sir. He's also got a head. <laughs> just saying just saying I did like how this movie kind of goes against norm the norm vibe it does in a way because he when she gets to the last family member she's trying to kill and they have that deep conversation about you can die and be reborn or you can kill me and be reckless it's up to you pretty pretty much and like I like the choice she chooses and then like that leads to a very interesting final act though because you know, she doesn't kill everyone, and be she ends up teaming up with one of them. You know, wait, wait, what? What's hard, Chris? He said, "Be careful with the word interesting," because when you say interesting, I think predictable. I didn't you think know. it was. I thought it was more interesting than it was predictable, but maybe that's just me. Um, can, we talk I, about Ani, can we talk about Ani for a minute too? Sure. If she's not in this, does anything change? Like anything major really change? Well, they use yeah. Ani to divulge a bunch of information very quickly. Yeah, but so, they can do that. They, they, there's other ways to do that than to introduce a whole character that, I don't know, that you kind of just think, you know, if she would have got shot in, the, in that bathroom, that everything would have been fine. I think Ani was, because, I mean, the ending didn't come off the way, they, the way that the filmmaker at least originally wanted it to. You know, that whole, like, she's yeah, done. Yeah. She, she wants a normal life. She wants peace. Which you know she does fine at the end for a few seconds. She wanted you know, a life of her own. Is what it that's was. Exact, well, I mean, yeah. but she she does in a way get that. But like yeah. Ani, Ani being on the rooftop with that final confrontation, it kind of the the whoever put her in the story, the screenwriter wanted her there. They just couldn't really figure out what to do with her before that. I, I guess is my thing. Okay. And like, oh okay, well, well, 
make her part of the adventure. Let me let me pose you guys a question. Do you think at one point she was Kate was supposed to live? I think you're probably right about that. Like, like there's like three or four endings to this, and yep. in at least one of them she's alive. Yep. Yeah. Now listen, possible. she's fucked up. Yeah. But she's alive. Maybe she drinks something to get rid of the plutonium two hundred four or whatever, and just enough so at. she doesn't die. Yeah. I'm sure right. there was one of those when you when you, when you have a question like this. I mean, if you have the scene set up, just shoot it. I mean, you can always edit it later, but I mean, I think they realized. If they do have two cuts, that this isn't going to be franchised. So. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. This is that's not the cut we got anyway. But yeah. it's just like the, problem, the, the whole thing. I thought they were setting up was obviously was for Ani to take over some sort of role, whether it was the good assassin, which yeah. I guess would be Kate's tutelage, or the bad assassin. Yeah. I listen. All assassins are bad. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. So, with when you have a guy like Woody Harrelson. And we had this problem with uh, with Sweet Girl uh, on the last one, too. Because whenever you have these bigger actors or actresses, you know that this isn't the only thing they're doing in this movie. Uh, same thing happened with Tomorrow War and um, our boy, uh, older guy. J.K. Simmons? Yes. Yeah, like you, we get these big actors, actresses. You know they're not done when they're like, they all of a sudden they're off screen, you know, for a little while. Yep. So you know Woody Harrelson's probably coming back as... You know, a big savior in the end, or he's going to be the bad. Well, guy. first of all, if you don't see if you don't see the the betrayal coming, but it's not but, even a betrayal though. It's more no. like a, things got out of hand and things happened. So, but like again, <laughs> occupational hazard. Do you think there's a script, an ending where Woody Harrelson is is the ex machina, the good guy, the comes in and saves the day kind of thing too? Or do you think he's always written as the bad guy? No, I think he's bad all the way through. Okay. Yeah, honestly, I I don't think that I don't this script isn't smart enough for that. It wouldn't have earned that in any way. Yeah, you know when he didn't help her very much, and you know after she found out she's dying, yeah, that's when I hundred percent knew he was a bad yep. guy. Yeah, right. Like they don't disguise anything here. It's not smart enough to do that. And I mean that's part of the whole problem with Kate overall. Is yeah, we talk about some stuff we like, like the fights. Okay. Yeah. You know, there's some good. There's some, some of good it's done, okay. The restaurant scene that you mentioned it's is that fine. by far the, the you know the best part. But of it. again, though, there's nothing better than that yeah. in this movie, and the problems pile up, man, pile up. Like first off, how many people does she kill in this movie? Oh god, a lot, a lot, a lot of people. We're, right, body count's probably well over a hundred. Hundred deaths yeah. minimum, right? And then let's talk Multiple about destroyed. Let's go all the way to the end where they're assaulting this. The poor taxi driver. Well, not even about well, that. Right. I mean, the, assaulting the building. Okay, yeah, yeah. Can any of these people shoot anybody? Well, that's the, but that's, the, I mean, Jesus Christ. But I mean, reference any John Woo movie in your head right now. Can any of the bad guys ever hit anything in any of his movies? No, so I guess, so. Any Star Wars movie. Well, that's the problem I have, though. So we talk about John Wick, right, as the gold standard. He got shot all the time. Well, the, there's never a point in John Wick that you watch it and you know this man is a machine. And he's ne- he never seems safe, right. right? He always seems like he's in danger, but he's good enough to, to get out of it. Well, it's, it, you know, like he's got cool tools, you know, he's got, you know, a suit that is a flak jacket and he flicks the bullets off. But listen, he still takes a severe amount of Hold damage. On. Hold I, on. I, I... Hold on. This Kate is, she's taking about as much damage as well, well, I, 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 was get, I was getting to that, right? Okay. okay. So she is dying melting from the inside basically right <laughs> but she bullet wise she gets it once 
Yeah, she gets hit through the leg. Well, and then once in the face. Oh, well, well so Anya. Too. Sorry. Another character shoots her in the side of the face. Um, but it's like, I think about the restaurant scene. The, choreogra- the choreography I like, where are the guns in there? Yeah. She's the only one with a gun. Well, Why? I mean... Well, the the first the first few people that attack her after things got out of control and she loses her hostage in that little room, the guards all have guns, and the one then the next guard that comes up behind her doesn't have anything. If he'd had a gun, she'd be dead. Like it doesn't yes. make it doesn't make any sense. And then all the guards after that only had wep- only had knives. Yeah, so that doesn't make any. Why some of your guards have guns, some have knives. I think it's fair to say that most of the damage she takes is all inflicted by the poison, right? Most of the damage. No, she gets she gets sliced and shot a few times. I she mean, gets shot a little bit, but I mean, most. I I, I understand what Chris means here, yeah. though. Like the main she's dying. Down <laughs> is the fact that is, is the poison. It's not anything besides maybe the shot. In the calf really does a number on her near the end, but the movie's over at that point. It would probably have hurt. Oh god! Because yeah. I kept thinking, like, if I went through her shin, ooh, oh, gross bone first. Gross. Ooh, ooh no. Well, thank you. I ain't watching UFC fight. The same no, reason. no. No more see somebody break their shin. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> remember, that, remember that one video where we all saw that guy kicked him and then put his leg down and yep. it all just turns to jelly? Yep. No, no thanks. It's called the jelly ankle. <laughs> no, but you're, you're not wrong about that. I mean, but that's one of the things I appreciated is at the end of the movie, she, I mean, she looked like she had been through almost, I mean, as much hell as any fighter's ever been through. How about when she's in the bathroom, she lifts her shirt off and she's got a seeping wound? Oh, God, yeah. Ugh. Just but look. I like that. That's one of the positives I'm giving this movie is at least she takes damage. At least at least it's not like one of the Pierce Brosnan James Bond movies where he always emerged completely True. unscathed. Yeah. His his hair got tussled. <laughs> yeah, he's still just as pretty in every scene. Uh-huh. But that's uh, she got her ass whipped in this movie. Oh yeah. I actually going back to what you said earlier about the, the, the different cuts about this movie, I actually prefer that she what happens happens. Yeah, I know I'm okay with what happens yeah. happening, yeah. but agreed. But the thing is, though, it takes a long time for us to get to an inevitability. You know, here's the thing, though. It really doesn't. This movie feels long. I remember thinking, when this movie ends, I'm going to look how long this, this thing is, because it's going to be two hours. Typical Netflix movie. This thing's 140 on the dot. And it, and it does feel like about longer, hours, right? It does yeah, feel longer than 140, for sure. It does. That's not good. No, not at all. But, I mean, I'm just... Okay, here's my takeaway from Kate, is before we score it, is... I. This movie could have been much better, and there's there's definitely, as we've always talked about, there's definitely an outline of a better movie here. Yeah, was it for, you know, I don't always agree with you on this when you say things like that, but I think you're probably right here. For this one? Yeah, I get behind that. I would think there's probably a different cut of this movie on the cutting room floor somewhere than that. I mean, whatever, whatever the Netflix executives, whatever they were looking at numbers-wise, this is what they thought would get the most views for the most amount of dollars they spent. Fine, I get that. It's Netflix. Now, question for you before we move to scoring. Do you think this movie has a couple of good weeks theatrically? If, it, if, there, if there was no Netflix, it was all theatrical stuff only. Do you think this movie exists and is and does, thing does well? Sur- I don't think this one survives off of word of mouth, which is what that is, right? Because it, it'll have it showing and then it won't keep rolling that number. It'll just drop, I think is what happens. I think it has a pretty decent opening weekend and after that it just you know, eighty percent drop off and then after that it's basically it's gone in three weeks, man. Yeah, it's it's toast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let me ask you this. So okay. If if Protege and this movie are both on Netflix at the same time, which one gets more hits? Pro 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 Protege is the better movie. 
Protege is yeah. the better movie, hands down. I mean, hands down. Well, let me ask you a more fair question. Gunpowder milkshake? Kate. Oh, that's a that's a that's a little tough one. I was thinking about that for the past couple of minutes. Um, no, because here's the thing: you have to compare them straight up because they are both Netflix. Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, so here's here's my dilemma with this movie. Right, we just got Gunpowder Milkshake what a month ago, yeah. if that. Why give us Kate right now? Why not like keep it in the bank for a little well, bit? That's yeah. the thing. Like you just gave us a chick assassin movie that was mediocre at best. Mm-hmm. Did you think there was more than that with Kate? Maybe I don't. I don't well, know. Well, here, here, maybe their thinking was, "Oh crap, Kate's not very good." But if we're going off of the people like Gunpowder Milkshake, which their metrics may have shown them that they did, okay, like, maybe, okay. maybe, yeah. maybe I, they'll I, get I That's fair. So, uh, I, mean, I understand that. Yeah. Sure. Hey, this did good. Let's put this out right now. While this we got out. it, it's ready to go. Yeah. We can just wipe the slate with it. Sure. But also, but also historically, you know, August and. You know, all you know, most of September is where you dump, where you put movies to, to it's die. It's movies go to die. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't know if that's like this is a weird time, last couple of years for movies. So I don't know how relevant that is, and hopefully, maybe that'll change things for the future. Because listen, if you got a good movie, it can put it out any time. It's just got to be good, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, word of mouth will carry a good movie regardless. You're you're, you're right about that. So let's move Ready to, to wrap yeah, I think I'll go first. I, you know, we had a little discussion before that we started re- recording. Um, I'm gonna see. I, I'm gonna give Kate a three and a half because I don't think it deserves any more yet. I think it does some interesting things, but overall, I think the movie just is lacking in almost every area that you would check off of a checkbox. So that's my whole thing with Kate. Is I don't think it's dog crap. I don't think it's unwatchable. I just don't want. I I, I just don't think it's. A second viewing movie and you know for me so besides two specific scenes in this movie this movie feels to me very low effort it does yeah. that's what that's what that's my takeaway from it is yeah, it's it, it, it's it second like... thought on netflix's cute like it's 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 yeah. an afterthought this is the movie they made with whatever excess millions they had because they could yeah yeah this movie you know, feels uh, low effort in a lot of ways, it feels some roles are phoned in. We talked about it. It feels like this just this feels very low effort, and it didn't respect my time. <laughs> it feels like in a it way. Feel I get. I mean, the script wasn't great, but I, it's not great in a way like it's terrible. It's great in a way that like it was rushed, and that was the best they could come up with. And the screenwriter had maybe two weeks. They said, and like that's how it feels to me. Is it's rushed and it's not worthy of their best effort. So why should it be worthy of? you know, of a, of a, of a greater analysis. If it's not, do you guys get the effect that this was, that this was like one, a movie that Netflix really cared about? No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, either actually score it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I think I'm going to try to score it this time. So this movie feels very low effort and, uh, I, and it doesn't respect my time. And for that, I think it's getting a three. Okay. Three is respectable enough for this movie. And it's only because the lead was pretty strong in herself and minus some bad choreography, she's the only thing that I really wanted to see in this movie the whole time. So you sure. know that's that's a good phrase you've said. It doesn't it doesn't respect your it, the movie doesn't respect your time. And every no. time you say it, I kind of think about it, like that's an interesting phrase. But I think that's more and more relevant with all the streaming stuff because literally you could turn it off and walk away if you want to. Yep. Yep. You know you didn't pay for movie ticket, so you feel obligated to sit through the you know the the, the next forty minutes because you paid for it. Yeah. Right. Know, so that's a good phrase, though. It's not worthy of your time, and what do you think, I think Rush? that's pretty accurate. 
So, I mean, low effort is actually a really good way to describe this movie. Um, there might have been something here. There's not really anything here after watching it unfold. You guy gave it three. You gave it three and a half. That's fine by me. You know, it's, <laughs> and so that's pretty much where I was going. So I, Somewhere I, in there. <laughs> at one point during this movie, I kind of thought that I hated it. And then the ending was way better than I thought it was going to be. But it still didn't do anything for me overall. So three and a half sounds good. Okay. Feels real nice. You know, so we gave it a 10 out of all three of us combined. I'll be the low on on this one. That's okay. Yeah, that's fine. I, I feel Wait, like so, I'm going to be there. So let me ask you this then. Now, having just watched the movie, all, most of this movie was set movie. It was like they built sets. And there was a few exterior stuff that was on a street that could have been, you know, part of, part of the Japanese Hollywood. They could have done a back lot, like, you know, similar to our studios. You know, they've dressed up a street in their lot to, to look like a, a street. But sure. like this movie was, I bet you this was quick movie. I, I bet you this was, you know, they the office starts prepping in, in September and by Christmas they had it wrapped. Like it's like two and a half months, three months, you start to finish and you're done. Yeah. I bet you besides some of the fight scenes, there wasn't a whole lot of like real heavy prep work and multi takes. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably a, a, a lot of good takes, you know, being done with this no. movie could probably. Yeah. Happen. I just get that vibe, but I'm glad that we're all kind of on the same page on that one. Where, where did yeah. you guys, where'd you guys think I was going to put this? I thought you were going to put it higher than a three, three and a half, to be honest. I, yeah, I, thought, you were gonna, I, I, thought, I thought you were going to come more than at five. No, I'm trying to be more fair to the material. I mean, I'm trying to, you know, before that, I would have been like the the the, the ending I, I loved, six. You know, you guys know me. And Roger, you know exactly that's what I would have mm-hmm. gotten. I do. Because the ending's probably the most powerful part of this movie. Well, the end, well, here's the thing. The end is the best part. And that's not really hard to be, though, when the rest of the movie's not very good. That's, that's correct. Um, yeah. But the... The, the whole it's not worth your it doesn't respect your time is because there is so much dumb shit that happens to get to the ending if you stuck around for the ending all right good for you but you might not have so the, the penthouse fight scene is so cringe yeah it's, it's pretty terrible. bad it really it, yeah it really is bad and again these people are so superhuman they're taking so much more damage than i think the average yeah. person could take but i mean here's again i that i can live with by watching john wick Although, and all but that man had excellent abs he did. He had all the. He he did have all the abs. He did. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> he had like nine of them. All right. All right. Let's move into the movie of the week, *Malignant*, with a James Wan movie. Annabelle Wallace. She's the title character as Madison. Then you have George Young, Jake Abel, Maddie Hawson, Michael Brianna White, Jacqueline McKenzie, Ingrid Bisu, John Lee Brody. Let's get into it, Roger. Tell us. Good luck. What *Malignant* is about. <laughs> Well, all right. So, Malignant, it's a movie. It is that. All right. Let's talk. All right, let's go. Let's go. So, okay. Okay. Um, I'll try it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. on. Before we do this. No, it is a movie for sure. Before we roll into this part, are we going to spoil this movie or not? Because this movie, I think it's it's a very different movie if you watch it once or if you watch it twice. I would prefer not to spoil it. Here's the thing. I understand. Well, I didn't want to talk to you guys about this before the show because I kind of wanted to be a discussion on the show as I think it's an interesting one. How do we talk about certain – now, I'm not going to spoil it here at all. How do we bring up certain certain viewpoints without at least being a tad bit spoilery? I think we're going to be a tad bit. I mean, if you want my honest opinion, 
I don't give a shit if we spoil it at all. I think we spoil the shit out of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to say, this, this is available on on HBO Go. It's not a theatrical that's, that's thing. That's what I mean. You don't have to pay. Pause right now. Go watch it. Come back and listen to us if you give a shit. But <laughs> this could. movie is too hard to talk about if we don't spoil it. That's the point. Everything you talk about is spoilery in this movie. This yeah. movie specifically is hard. I mean, I guess let's let's focus the bulk of our conversation though on like the first fifteen minutes, the first you know two murder or the first murder. The first half hour forty five, I think you're safe on because you're still trying to figure this shit out up until a certain until point. you figure it out. Yeah. So it's no secret I'm not a big fan of *Malignant*. Um, it's true. So yeah, we we had a very just uh, open discussion before we started about somebody's opinion of this movie and other two people's opinion of this yeah. movie. Yeah. Which is um, okay. Well, I mean, you're you're right. Chris is right. You know, we are discussing. It's it's a so. Here's my thing. The opening of this movie is completely in contrast to the rest of it. And yes. it's, it's again, Chris, something you said about Sweet Girl last week that kind of resonated with me and kind of stuck with me for a few days. I thought about it. You said Sweet Girl spends more time trying to be clever than letting you watch a story unfold. And I think that's accurate with Sweet Girl. I think that same thing is applicable here. Okay. I think I this I think that this, the story here, it spends way too much time deliberately misguiding you and not just telling the story it wants to tell. Well, can I, can I ask a counterpoint? So, so, I, have a point. Point. so I, I don't, I, I know what you mean there, Grayson, mm -hmm. but I don't think deliberately steering you the wrong direction. I think deliberately omitting information is the better way to say it. They don't steer you wrong. They just don't give you all the puzzle pieces. Yeah. And is and that, you understand what I mean? That's fair. Because yeah, to... here's the difference in the, in the two comparisons on my end of it. Because what I said about Sweet Girl is they didn't earn their twist. Because the movie deliberately lies to you and shows you a movie that didn't happen. Where this doesn't do quite that and it, exp and it actually... In a, it sloppily explains why you're seeing things well, a certain way. Whereas Sweet Girl doesn't do that. Sweet Girl just kind of it shows you one movie and then goes surprise. So I have and a counter. I have a counterpoint to what you just said. Okay. Okay. So, but the movie it doesn't. It does kind of. I don't know how I'm gonna word this, but it. To me, the movie is doing exactly what you said it wasn't doing. Okay. And. Well, no, because because Sweet Girl shows you on screen a movie that didn't happen. Well, you know, okay, it, so Sweet Girl it, it shows is you a character that isn't there. Well, hold, hold hold on. So Sweet Girl, it's much more subtle in its editing of after they get off the after they get out of the train sequence and they're both kind of on the ground. One's been stabbed. One's been slammed around a little, a little bit. The way that's edited, the director is absolutely telling you that he's dead. One hundred percent, he dies in that. I mean. Whether you pick it up or not, that's the thing. But in the first 10 minutes of this movie, with the dialogue, this movie tells you everything you need to know. The one thing you can't do is pause it and think about it. Mean, the one thing you're not going to do is like, hmm, what did okay. it mean by that? And what does the okay. title mean? And all these things. Okay, okay. You know? So so the, the, this will be, this will be the, the, the last thing I, I say on this like comparison-wise. Right. If you rewatched Sweet Girl a second time, knowing what you know, the whole like the, the your perspective of the movie doesn't change because the movie doesn't give you the option to change your perspective because it shows you a movie that isn't happening. Well, whereas, whereas if you rewatch this movie, you you can watch it through the lens that it gives you, and and you understand what's happening your second watch through. 
again, okay, I'll just do one, one more counterpoint before we yeah. move into the actual first 10 or 15 minutes is I disagree with you on Sweet Girl. Not that I've watched it again, but if you watch Sweet Girl again, you would absolutely pick on the um, pick up on the fact that whenever she's whenever this, a new scene starts, we always start with her, and he's all he always appears in a reflection, and then he's real talking to her. You know, it's one of those. So like, as soon as you notice that, it's very obvious. It's extremely obvious. You know, it's like let's go back to the original Saw movie from two thousand four. When you finally stop and think about, it, you're like, God, how did I not get that? There's seven characters in this movie, and by the end of it, four of them are dead. How did I not see that guy? Like. Because there's three or four major clues in Saw that if you're not watching the movie the first time, you would absolutely pick up on the fact, oh, it's got to be that guy on the floor. How would how else would that guy on the floor be in the diagram when they're running through the when they're when they're chasing the hooded guy? How would they know that guy's gonna be on the floor like that? We can all agree that that Saw was written better than both Malignant and Sweet Girl, right? Well, Saw is another Same James guy. Wan. Yeah, Saw is James Wan. I mean, let's. I know, I know. But James we can Wan, say that know. movie was written better, right? Well, because it was. Yeah, but I guess it's my turn to chime in. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know what both of you mean, mm-hmm. and I think both of you kind of mean the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> um, I agree with that. But let's let's talk about the fifteen, and then people can actually understand what we're talking about. Okay. Yeah. So the first 10, 15 minutes of this movie are set in what? 1990-something-to-1980-something-to-1980-something-to-1980-something-to-1980-something-to-1980-something-to-1980-something-to-1980-something-to-1980-something-to-1980-something-to-1980-something-to-1980-something-to-1980-something-to-1980-something-to-1980
But then we'll, when, when oh, we no, I had issues with that whole scene, oh, but I, yeah. I was happy with him not being a moron, like getting stabbed in the face around a corner like a dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yep. He's taking corners wide. He's got his gun out. Yep. You know, he's doing things the right way. Guys, by, uh, the, by the way, is that true about Seattle burning down and then they build it yeah. on top of yeah. that's, that's, that's a real thing, cool. yeah. I never. That's, that's pretty cool. A little factoid. Yeah. Old Seattle. Yep. Um. You guys ever have those old, like those old gummy hand toys where you hit them in the Smack wall? Smack them on the wall. And sure, of course. Like, and and, and you, it, like you ever get that one good slap where you hit real high and the hand like flops its way down? Yep. It's exactly what I thought during the during that chase scene when when it's jumping out the out mm. the the fire escapes. I just pictured that hand just flat flop flat flop all the way down and I laughed hysterically. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about this movie for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's, let's dig let's in. Do this. We're we're all over the place. So I mean, that's <laughs> I, I want you guys to understand about *Malignant* right off the bat is *Malignant*'s kind of a wild ride. Um, some of it's good, some of it's bad, some of it's funny, some of it's not. But *Malignant* is different. It is definitely a different movie. Um, different it's, nowadays. Well, and here's the thing: it's not what you think it is. Mm-hmm. Even if you started watching the first hour of this movie, this movie is not what you think it is. Yeah. So if you if you decide to watch this movie, you have to watch it all. Yeah. So like so, uh, I like that. That's actually I didn't think about saying that, but that's a good point. If you if you look at the poster for this movie, if you watch a trailer for this movie, you will still not know what the hell you are watching when you're watching this movie. No, not even close. Nope. nope. And I don't I don't know. I can't decide if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's different. Okay. Yeah. So. Stick it out. Make your decision after the movie. Because listen, (laughs) my ride goes like this, right? This is me. I was in on Malignant. Then I was way the hell out on Malignant. And then I was kind of back in on Malignant. (laughs) It's like, that's how it went for me. Yep. And I think that's a fair way to put it. Um, This movie, let's get some particulars out of the way here that we really, you name some names and whatever. Also, while you looked at it real quick, and we'll say this, this movie has some terribly explained things, stuff that's not absolutely at all possible. And this movie isn't trying to be possible, I guess is a good way to put it. This movie's just taking you on some weird goddamn But I don't, but like, that's not a problem. I don't, because like a lot of the very famous horror movies from the 80s, like the cult classics, like none of them are even remotely possible. Like that's not. No. I think that's what this movie is. Well, I think this is a a homage to that, right? I think so. Yeah, I think it feels like it. I, I, I would imagine so. It was meant to be. Uh, I, I mean, there's a force of nature at work here that shouldn't be possible. That is, and thing and things are dying because of it, right? Like, that's Bad happening. shit happens. You know, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, your leprechauns, yeah. all that shit's the same thing, right? It's some weird thing that shouldn't exist that exists that kills things. That's what you're getting in this movie. It is. You're right. You're not wrong about any of that. Um, so we have uh, Madison played by Annabelle Walls here. Um, and her sister, Sydney, um, that are basically the, the two people that are most important in the story to start with. Yes, for the overarching point of the story, yes. um, I think they are the most important characters. So we start out... You don't know about one being very important. Yeah, well, yeah, it circles on. back in. <laughs> yeah. we It starts out with um, Madison's character. She's pregnant. Yep. Um, a decent amount of long, even. Mm-hmm. Um, comes home from work, she's not feeling so well, and... Her shitty husband is there. I think Derek was trying. He said some. He said some. He also slammed her head against the wall. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Technically, I mean, technically, this is all Derek's fault. Which that was something I wasn't expecting in the writing. I get you. So she comes home, and her husband, her shitty husband's doing shitty husband things. He gave up drinking though. He gave up beer. 
congrats. But I mean, I mean, okay, yeah, congrats. Like, I mean, you. you, you but no, at one point he gets her face and grabs her head and slams her off the wall. And yeah, and there's that. And so a little bit later on, like that evening, <laughs> you know, Derek has a real bad time. Oh. Real bad time. And that's when we get our first experience with the other part of this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I won't I won't say what it is right now because we'll probably circle into that here at the end. Yeah. But this is where it all begins. You know, the cops come, you know, Madison gets knocked out, she ends up in the hospital. Um bad things start happening, just kind of like a downward slope of like basically something has been awakened mm-hmm. and that person is pissed. <laughs> that thing is pissed, whatever you want to call it. And it starts picking off people that were involved at the very beginning of the movie. In some way or another. Yes. So that's the real story we get. Basically, this is Kate. (laughs) (laughs) This is a revenge movie. This is a far better written version of Kate, though. This this is the version that Woody Harrelson's the good guy. Grayson, is this a better Terminator movie than Terminator? (laughs) God damn it. God damn it. it. See, the problem is every every time you say that, you're you're nine times out of ten going to be right. That's correct. But only if you talk about, like, Certain you talk about the first two terminators, you're never going to be right. But anything after that, it's fair, fair game. I can, I can agree with that. Fair yeah. game, whatever. Um, but I mean, yeah, that's 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 really where this starts. You know, yeah, something gets awakened, and she starts. So what happens is she passes out, or or is in her dreams, basically, mm-hmm. and she sees these killings happening and bad stuff happening. And she's having visions. Uh, is the best way to put it. Are they really visions? If we're asleep, well, are we, they? Well, we know what they are. But she believes she's having visions. Okay. Well, I mean, she's technically, I mean, she, well, I thought she thought she was, but whatever. I, yeah. It's fine. But yeah, she's having these visions of seeing these people getting violently killed to the point where she goes to the cops at the same cops that, you know, were questioning her about her now dead husband who they know is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that they have her pegged that she might have killed him. Yep. Um, you know, it says, hey, I had another one of these visions. Can you at least go check on this guy? And they find his ass slaughtered. Slaughtered, which was, what I think, the most violently seen, like, one-on-one death in this movie. Right in the face. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. That's the first Took it strike. to the neck, bro. Oh, bro. <laughs> <Brussels> thing. Bruh. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that's that's really... Oh, that happens a lot in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, th- I mean, that's a good nutshell for the first half of this movie. You know what I mean? We're, People we're, get listen. There's a, sh- a trophy that got sharpened that really is good for stabbing. It's a good stabbing stabber. Grayson, what are your thoughts on the stabbing tools? Good, on, bad, on the, on the stabby tool. I like the one. I mean, it was I, it was an interesting choice, but also it was used to terrible effect. I mean, I like the effects now that we get. Like those are fun to watch. That guy gets stabbed in the face. I agree with you on that. The squib, the squibby deaths, the squibby deaths. Yeah, like all the blood and stuff. That's... Oh, right, right, right. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, squibs, yes. I liked it at some point, though, they kind of hid that, and then they just went full on for it again. <laughs> all of a sudden, it was like, yeah, we're a better movie than this, guys, and then later, like, no, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's the thing. I've So, I have a question for you about the first. So, in the first, and again, if you've seen the trailer, you've seen what I'm gonna about to reference, is he... Okay. Derek has, when he's having a real bad time that night, he wakes up, he hears noises, you know the mm-hmm. camera, the, the cameras, the camera moves are set up just to like really raise tension, and I and I, I get that, and I and you know from a filmmaking point of view, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when he walks back in the room after being in the kitchen, let me mm-hmm. ask you something. After seeing the movie, is the blender in the fridge, are those significant in any way? Well, I think, so, I yes, a little bit, because it shows that, you know, a pro t- or an antagonist has a way to, has like electrical interference. Yes. Um, because that plays in quite a bit with like exploding light bulbs. Yeah. And screeching, um, like through radios and stuff. Um, I mean, if you throw enough current directly at a blender, it will turn on. Yeah. Well, no, so, the, the the blender I get, it's the fridge. I'm not quite sure I'm able to piece together. Well, I think the fridge, they just kind of open it to get it to turn around. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's an electrical well, thing. Well, or... Also, don't forget the way that the way that this thing moves, it's very low to the floor sometimes too, mm-hmm. right? And when, when something catches your attention and scares you, you're looking, you're looking person level. Yeah, you're not looking down, scanning so, the horizon. Yeah, in the dark, you you might you might not see someone open that from the bottom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and he's and are things just setting up a kill? So it's, yeah, it's fine. It's horror movie trope one on one. Yeah, I was fine. okay. Well, yeah, I never really had an issue with that. Yeah, and then so what let me is... let me ask you this again too. Then so and then he goes back in the kitchen. He goes by living living room. There's mm-hmm. someone on someone on the couch. Lights go yep. out. He he turns the light on. No one's there. And the next shot we get is the couch cushion resetting itself. Yes, as you mm-hmm. know, cushions do. Yep. Is that is that showing you you the audience that wait a minute was there someone that's showing you there was absolutely someone there? Yeah. I think I think I think it's inside the couch. Well, no, but that's see that's what I thought too. But going back to what the end of the movie really, I mean, again, that's one of the clues that like kind of gives the movie away if you really think about it. Is it's I mean the whole thing is then in the, in the beginning it's set up to be this ghostly like figure. At the very beginning, yeah, it's it's set up to be a spooky spirit almost, right? And then, you know, the next time we see this thing, it's not a ghostly figure. It's a very real thing. Well, yeah, and I I think as as you get further and further in the first, like, hour of this movie, it's solidifying to to you, the viewer, that this is not a ghost, that this thing is here. Well, I so remember how I mentioned about in, out, in? Yeah. Okay. Spooky. Kind of dark, twisted. In. Find out a little bit more about what stuff is, kind of out. Come on, man. I kind of see it come full circle and like, I'm kind of back in here. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's what I mean, right? Because this movie, it, it does, it, there's a lot of misdirection here, yes. at least in the beginning. And even if you're paying attention a lot, you're still not going to see what's really happening until, they, until the pieces line up, finally, when they, they basically tell you what's yeah. happening. I don't. I don't think that's a negative thing in this aspect. But if somebody's like, "Well, I had this figured out 15 minutes in," no, no, it's okay, not all about. Well, hold ahead, on. I had a really good idea about what was happening, mm-hmm. and it turns out my idea was almost dead on. Okay. However, how it played out, I did not see happening in any capacity. Okay. So I, I don't give myself any credit for that because yeah. I'm just like, what if it's like one of those weird symbiotic things? And so I was kind of on 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 a, on a track, kind of like you were. I was dead wrong on like what was happening, like where this thing was and what was going on. Sure. I thought something completely different. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that it was like you know like thing. I didn't think sure. Oh, I, I didn't think that either. No. But when the uh, <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> but but like I I was on. I eventually made it to where the movie was taking me. Mm-hmm. But I was way off on like what was actually happening. Until it's not it's- my thing about. I'm not. I don't. My give or take on a horror movie of being able to figure it out. That's not what I. That's not my thing. It's like yeah. I don't, I don't fault a movie if I'm not able to figure it out. But it's it's how they piece it together. You're like, well, that's stupid. 
that's just dumb. But I mean, the whole thing, it's just, to me, it's just, it's one of those things where it's just, I guess it's like Midsummer this, or Hereditary. You're either in I, or you're out on this. I on give this up. Yeah. I, I know what you mean by that. Yeah. yeah. Well, Malignant's not going to be for everybody. I give this no movie credit for being smart. It's not. This thing is not like a well-written, you know, cool horror ride. That's not what this is. This movie's it's kind of bad but the <laughs> right? thing, like, like the, the 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 dialogue is terrible when the when when, when the sisters are talking it's usually awful uh the, the, does no one have a light in in the police precinct there's not one light bulb on the police precinct well it messes um, with lights that's the only thing i can say to that well i understand can we still, talk about the police accuracy for just a minute. I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, are you yeah. kidding me with this? Are you absolutely? You're asking me to suspend disbelief, and then you're like thirty cops. Well, okay, let's be more realistic. Maybe what, 15, 20 cops. So, so the accuracy of the anything. cops. So the accuracy of the cops is your big suspension of disbelief, not when the backwards jointed thing cuts an arm off and throws it at another cop. No, no, that's no, because deep. that was fucking that awesome. beautiful, right? <laughs> well, I'm okay, I'm okay with that, but I mean, it's. It's the movie, not it's not our responsibility to like. It's the movie. It's the filmmaker's responsibility to keep putting this thing in situations where the cops can't shoot it with guns, not have them all miss every single time. And so yeah, that, that is, well, that that is part of an issue with me is they find out that this thing can be shot with guns, mm-hmm. except no one can do it. Yeah, that, that's not great. Yeah. <laughs> really okay. And then let's talk let's, let's talk what I think is one of the greatest and worst scenes is when sure. fire away, man. is the chase scene with the detective and Okay. See, I again, actually so uh, I want to premise when I mentioned that I didn't hate that because I thought he was a smart cop. I don't want to say that I like that scene by the way. I don't want to So go ahead. I don't I'm not quite sure if you jump three stories or two whatever one story two even if it's like 10 feet up and land on your side your arm is going to be your arm is not usable. For Hold a few on. Hours I, I would. I would like to know when he hits the top of that trash can. He just goes. <laughs> I felt that. I went, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he even like, says beforehand, "I'm. You know, I've lost my mind," and then yeah. jumps. Well, he like he like bounces off the top and lands on the ground on the cement. I mean, it was a rubber top. It's a so, okay, so, <laughs> so he chases this thing through the through a couple of blocks. Then this thing scurries in, the, in, in what looks to be like a window sewer drain thing into a building. And then this thing... It's a lot of scurrying. Scurrying is a good word to But here's about. the thing. So, Get it even. <laughs> like so, all the legs. But that's the whole thing is like... This thing kills everything in its path except the one person that it can't... That, that the story needs to continue. Are you kidding well, me with this? Again, that's one my... It, oh, yeah. Why would that thing... After the cop is like what looked to be like 17 stories down in the bowels of hell below the city. Mm-hmm. And after this thing crawls up in the ceiling, then the next we cut to the cop sitting at a computer with all the relevant parties listening to or talking to her about what she was. The cops like, now nah, I believe you well, How'd even the cop our, get out of there. How'd well, the even, cop, our, even our super cop isn't crawling up in that, in that dang. No, he's like, that. he's, he's like, Oh fuck. No, <laughs> <laughs> but that's also the thing is like, you that thing as soon as you turn around and try to exit he's gonna that thing is gonna come after you with everything it's got to kill you that's my point well, is I think our super cop come is after a piece you. of it yeah well, I mean he, he is a piece of hell his own he's a, he's a good cop though he that's the good. whole thing is like it just 
I love the scene because I thought it was good. It was it was good action. It, it you know it was tense. It it was a good chase scene. I like it. And then all of a sudden at the end, it just dissolved by the thing just scurries away into the ceiling again. The guy shoots what two clips and misses. And so how many bullets is that? Twenty four bullets. Uh, probably close to that. Yeah. I mean, come on. Twenty to twenty eight, depending on the clip. And I'm again, I'm not realism. Isn't isn't my aim here? Say, oh, that's so unreal. I mean, again, that's not that's on the filmmaker to. No, put, I get you. Put to to put this thing in, in in instances where the cops can't shoot it. That's not my. That's that's his decision. So. Well, I mean, other issues that I have with that scenes when they're in the underground and there's fog, dry ice everywhere. Oh yeah, I mean that's I, very I mean, stylized. Especially well, listen. Oh, first man. off, it's, I get it stylized. That's a major tripping hazard. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Well, so so fall. So I guess the only thing you could say in defense of that movie in that scene is that maybe you're seeing the whole thing through her version of seeing it. But 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 let me. Yeah, you know, I never got that vibe. Though. I, I I don't think that's what's happening. That's okay. the only thing. That's the only thing someone could say about that scene. That like maybe maybe you're seeing this how 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 our thing wants her to see it. That's the only way you could even defend that because otherwise, yeah, stupid as hell. Why is there dry ice down there? Yeah, it doesn't exactly. make any sense. 100%. No, it, it doesn't make 100%. any sense at all. And it's well, again, but that's like a little. I don't mind. I I don't mind stylized. I mean, look, look at the, well, no, let me let me ask one question though. All right. Maybe that whole scene is to let us understand that our cop's not an idiot. Yeah, okay. I mean that's but but he's but we've already understood that by that point. But again, but see, I, I I don't know though because here's the thing: he has been on the fence about believing it more so as like he's kind of flirting with the hot sister thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the only reason like he gave a shit about this. And then when he oh. gets to it and encounters our uh, nemesis here, we find out that one that this is definitely a real thing happening, and two that maybe he's not a terrible cop. Like, yeah. He can hold his own, and he's going to have more information going forward. Now, I could be completely wrong with that, but I think that, to me, that's what that scene does more. I mean, but, the, but, but again, with the cop that chases him, it gives us another misdirection, but a very unfair misdirection, because now the cop's like, well, it can't be her. You know, whoever True. that was, I chase. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, they all think it's her because she's the only... She keeps being the only one that you know knows anything, yep. so she's the only suspect. I get that. Yep. Again, it's like it, the movie spends too much time trying. My whole my my whole thesis boils down to the movie spends too much time trying to be clever rather than just be a movie. Now, now compare. Remember the Ring. The Ring yeah. is a pretty fantastic movie that doesn't spend any time trying to be clever. It just tells a story. True. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. fair. Well, yeah. this movie is not on that level either. Though. I agree with that. Not even close. That's all. That is that is definitely a thing. Now, one of the things I enjoyed about this movie um, was when pieces of the puzzle start being unveiled to you so you can put it together. So I like the two unveilings of the scene, basically, where we get to see the scene from one person's perspective and the scene from another person's perspective, about how those intertwine. And then it kind of, you know, you get to see the whole pieces of the puzzle. Um, I enjoyed that, but I also enjoyed the mom and sister watching the creepy ass old yeah. VHS tapes to actually understand the rest of the story. Which, that's horrifying. It's right, scared right? the fuck. Well, okay, again, again, how okay when so when she drove up that into that asylum that we went to in the beginning when she drove up there, I don't know why the files are still there. I don't know why there's still stuff in the hallway. I have no idea. I mean, listen, I'll give you that's a plot device. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but also, yep. also when she's down in the records room, of course, in the basement, the bottom level of the basement. She's digging through boxes and hears something, turns around, and, and then we got no more of that scene. 
Do you, do you, yep. do you think do you, do you think there's ever any any more to that scene? You know, I don't think so. Honestly, I think like that scene kind of felt throwaway ish to me. Yeah. Like that's just to get us more information. Yeah. That's just regarding that's regarding just the rest. That's of just a yeah. tension device. Is all that is. And you love how she parked literally right on the edge of the cliff. Oh, yes, what? I was like, you shouldn't park there. Why would you walk on the cliffside? Do you want to die, bitch? Do you want to die? Um, yeah, some... And then, I mean, okay, so... And then there's a scene, which I... Which, again, is one of those dead giveaway if you realize what's going on. You know, the whole, like, the, the Dark Knight scene when he's... When, um... Uh, Gary Oldman's like, I'm gonna go get a cup of coffee, and then the Batman's right behind him. Remember, you remember that scene in The Dark Knight? Mm-hmm. I do. See, you know the the thing they're, they're dealing with. The phone starts ringing, and then all the lights go out. Pfft, done, gone. And all we have in the scene are three people sitting around a table, and it's so dark. You, I mean, they could be sitting in space for all you know. You don't know because the the, the room is so dark. But again, yep. a dead giveaway is. But again, I mean, like I like the stylized choice of that. Again, it's very, but it's. I'm not sure it does the movie any service. That's well, hold on. I have a small counterpoint to that, though. Okay, maybe not even counterpoint. I have an exclamation to make about right. that. So, I think the entire point of her going to the asylum or whatever fucking creepy place that it is, the place right? You should be going yeah, at. don't go there. Um, <laughs> is the fact that it led to what I thought was one of the creepiest parts of this movie, right? Because if she doesn't go there and collect those videotapes, I don't get to go, Ew, God, what is that? <laughs> Looking at my television. Right? Am I right? You're right. You're not wrong. Because that's that's the part of that that matters. Is that they get the information that's required. Yeah, listen, she gets it stupidly. I understand that. But yeah, because of that, I get to watch some creepy tracked VHS tape go, oh my god. The, the thing's like roaring like a no, like, yeah. like a prehistoric fucking velociraptor. Yeah. Stuck oh. in the back. <laughs> oh. I kept thinking about, you ever watched the first Harry Potter movie where like, oh, he's got Voldemort yeah. on the back oh, of his hold head. On, hold on, yeah, hold on. That's it. That's it. Oh, hold on. I, 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 have, I have refrained from tweeting that Professor Coral is back in his second movie. <laughs> sure, that's good. You should do that. That's should do that. Well, yes. I didn't because that, that's a dead giveaway of what the... Yeah. If you, okay, what's the one characteristic of Professor Coral you remember? He had yep. fucking Voldemort in the back of his on his back. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's... Yeah. I mean, now, so, I mean, there's no... I mean, now there's no spoilers. So, no. I mean... That's the whole thing is like, I mean, I was trying to avoid that, but you know, yeah. Professor Cole, yeah, you, yeah, you can go watch it before you listen to this. Yeah. But I mean, so, so here's that, that's, so here's my thing of you, um, we kind of had a heated debate before this. And here's the thing is I can see why someone would look at this and say, great. I have another wonderful horror movie I love to watch. I can okay. see that how someone might like Malignant and love it. I, I mean, it's very stylized. It's very tropey. It's very what people like. You know, this thing is thing. trope. That's all this thing is. That's which my is the, which did, but, That's what it's going for. It succeeded, right? But if we're what? saying all this stuff, if it is cheesy, if it, I mean, look at the the exterior of her house. It looks like the Wolfman's house. Well, it, it, it is like a stock, scary, creepy house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like they don't have a set. They just have pictures. somebody find me a picture of a creepy house. Perfect. Yep, that'll work. Done. Three angles of this. <laughs> and, and, I mean, the, and, and the music is is inc- when when the music is tense in the beginning and when they're chasing and several parts of the movie, it is one hundred percent. Roger, you probably got this more than Chris does, but that is one hundred percent the first two or three Saw movie musics. Like 
one hundred percent rip. Let's I'm talk about the well, me, me and Chris were before we joined up before the start of the show. We talked about the music for a mm-hmm. second because I actually dig the music here. I think it works pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, the music in this movie is way better than it deserves to be. Is what I said when I, I walked agree. in. I, I still I stand behind that. Yeah, it's it's good. Yes, and well, so good. Well, so so I looked up. Who like who the move who the music producer was for this movie? So I thought for sure it was going to be uh, Mick Gordon, the guy that does the Doom soundtracks for the new Doom, Doom games. Fantastic music, and it sounded straight out of out of uh, Doom uh, uh, Doom Eternal. But I was wrong on that. It's uh, it's a guy that I guess this director's worked with, worked with a few times. Yeah, of course, like, it's the same I, music from Saw. Well, well I, I, well, I like that music apparently, and. This does very good with its music, but uh, so much so that I thought it was actually a different producer, and I was blown away by it. It did, does not deserve to be as good as it does. The opening music to this during the opening credits is like ten out of goddamn ten, and it's just it's just it almost feels out of place, but then it just works for this movie the rest of the time. Well, so you talk about tropes for a second. So I think the mu- music, as I loved the music, I thought it was great. Um, I think the music is part of the trope. I think it's mm-hmm. part of like, hey, this is my, this is my creepy '80s horror movie, and this is how I think they should be. Mm-hmm. I think that's to me. I think that's what James Wan is doing here. Okay, this is my. I don't feel like homage. I guess is the right word um, to what I think a, an '80s horror movie can be. If you did one now, and I'm okay with that. And now, listen, I've been a big advocate of I don't really do scary movies, and Chris doesn't really do it either. Um, But, like, I come out watching this movie going, all right? Yeah. I'm okay here. Like, I like this. For the first half of this movie, I'm kind of like one eye in it, waiting for the jump scares. that It didn't cheaply do, by the way. It It did not. It has one where the sister's in a window, and it 10 out of 10 because it wasn't, like, designed to be a jump scare. But, like, it doesn't do the cheap jump scare thing, and I'm, like, watching it one eye open, waiting for him. And then all of a sudden, this movie's like some weird slasher flick. I will say, I will say, it sets up like half a dozen cheap scares and doesn't do them. It doesn't. No, Which, like, yep. like, that dude, like that dude in the closet, that dude in his yep. walking, like doesn't do it. Which I like. I mean, again, that's kind of against trope, but that works for the movie. Mm-hmm. I think this is a masterpiece if you look at it in a certain light. If you look at it in the light of you're looking for movies to put on the Criterion Network or the the Criterion. Um, in the Criterion family, this is not that kind of movie, but it's not trying to be either. Well, yeah, like, like, like if this movie is is a mineral to hold in your hand, right? You're looking at it one way, it's shiny, and it's different, and it's unique, and you can put it somewhere in glass. But then if you rotate it the right way, it looks ugly as fuck, right? That's, like, it's it, just it's not great <laughs> at all angles, but it's but good there's enough. No, there's nothing wrong with that. My problem is, I guess my problem is, you know, I'm, I follow a ton of people on social media and Twitter. And it's like everyone just – there are certain people tweeting this is a masterpiece. I'm like, I am I the one that's wrong? Am I the idiot here? Because I don't think it's a masterpiece. No, I, I don't it's feel that way either. I don't, I don't believe it's a masterpiece at all. And for a while, like about the halfway part of the movie, like I – all jokes aside, like I was kind of out. Like I was yeah. like, this shit is whack. You know, like I, I, got hooked, I, I got hooked on it at first. Like I was like – and I've been let down since I decided that I liked it. Yeah, you know, and that oh, was a man. real that was a real bummer for me. I was like, I this started out so strong. I pulled the trigger too soon. Yeah, nah, right. Man. Damn it! But you know, then I stuck it out, and listen, it's not a masterpiece. However, 
I think there's something there. I got very Jeeper Creeper vibes too from the from the thing every now and then, just because the way it moved weird. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, yeah but that's that's a very easy comparison to make because Jeepers Creepers move very weird too. Yeah. I think the ultimate thing I can say about this movie, and I'm okay with saying it, is if, if there was another malignant movie. I would be totally okay with it. That's the thing. <laughs> right? If, 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 if it was like Malignant, the second tumor, I'm watching that weird yeah, movie. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great fucking title. Malignant, the second tumor. That's, that's a fucking awful, man. <laughs> you should be embarrassed. <laughs> I, I think it's it be. Now, okay, well, so, so James Wan is, of course, one of the curators and the, you know, he's the, the architect of The Conjuring that we know. And not like the nun and the Annabelles. Now keep in mind that Annabelle Wallace was in the first Annabelle. I mean, oh yeah, and, I forgot about that. And given this is a James Wan movie, so they must have a good working relationship, and that's sure. to, that's totally cool. Do you think if this movie, well, obviously, I mean, you see the box office isn't. There's no way to link this to the Conjuring series, right? There's no, no I mean, here's the thing: I don't, I don't think they need to. But I wouldn't be surprised if a couple years from now we get another, excuse me, another malignant movie. It'd be hard to be like, man, that that woman just deals with a, a a weird, you know, thing on the back of her head, and then she, and then she deals with the cursed doll. She has a rough life. <laughs> yeah, rough life. shit sucks. Yeah. I mean, I just, <laughs> I guess the cat's out of the bag now, and we can talk about it a little bit. I mean, just what's what's your give me your favorite scene in the entire movie? Oh God, can I go first? Yeah, go first, please. The entire from start to finish when she's in the cell in prison. All the way through the entire police thing. That is by far and away just ten out of ten. But give me a whole movie with that shit in it. I'm watching it. That was just corny and cringy and just wonderful, dude. It was straight beat him up, dude. Literally, come, is out of a is out of a horror Assassin's Creed video game. Straight cuts a cop's arm off and throws it at another cop. How about at yes. the very end? Where she kicks up the chair and then overhand throws it all the way across the room and hits them in the back of the fucking head. Oh, yeah. I went, yes! He just straight, yeet, send it, and just crashes <laughs> in. I love that. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I, it's tough to it's tough to place it. Like, why does why does Animal Wallace's character have an industrial level fan in her attic? Why does she have a fan up there? It's a big house. Why don't you? Okay. I don't think she put that there. I don't think she put that in her attic. I don't think they've been in the attic since they bought the house. I assume no one's ever been in that. Exactly. Attic. I think that's what I think that's, that's, what's, that's what's happening there. I mean, or somebody did a hell of a lot of soundproofing up there. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's not let's not get too far crazy here. Well, goddamn, you soundproofed your attic? Shit. That's Why? Not, that's not strange. <laughs> As you weird. back out of the house, it's weird. This house is already creepy. <laughs> I don't know. It just one of us. It just. I'm glad we were able to have a good like I I feel better about this now. Like I thought I was like that just made my I just like I don't want to be wrong, but I can't betray my own. No, so here's here's the thing with Malignant, right? Is Malignant's got some real problems. The thing is with me, tons of problems. Um, it's a fun horror movie in a weird way. I don't. It's never overly scary. It is a bit gory. Okay, so but if you're okay with that. If you go along for this ride, I think most people will like this movie. I think most people are going to go, huh. <laughs> I think, and, and not in the bad way. It's like, okay. Oh, no, it's fucking weird. Yeah. But it's it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of people looking at the screen and going, okay. 
Okay, right. what about the what about the ending? What about the Inception ending? How do you? I'm okay it? with it. But like, I'm okay was, with it. What were you expecting? Uh, exactly what we got. I was no, I was expecting I was expecting both of our characters to die. Hundred percent. Really? I, I didn't think this was going to be a really second tumor. Oh, you impossible. thought this was a hard ending? I, I thought this was going to be. Haven't a hard you ever out. watched a horror movie ever? I don't like horror movies. Okay, so no, this is the first one. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Like I, I, I thought, I thought everybody was gonna be dead by the end of this in some way, shape, or form. That's what I thought we were gonna get as an ending. So I wasn't expecting the whole lock you in my brain cage shit. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the last shot of the movie, like the. the, the no, I know what you mean shot. with the light. No, yeah. I, it was exactly what I expected it to be. So yeah. I mean, do we? Is this the last of Malignant that we see, or do we get another one? No, oh, hell no. We're getting a second. Tuma. You think Sometimes we, we think, but like, what, where do we go from here? Well, like, so that's, I don't have, well, I think that's okay. I think it's okay to know, right? I just think if they, if they write out a good enough story, you know, I would be happy to, to take a look at it. That's all. Yeah. That's not my job to figure out the story from here. But just know if they do, I'll watch it. I bet you. Or at least give they, it a fair shot. I bet you the way they explain the start of *Malignant* to the second tumor is it's going to be a really bad, really shitty explanation that just gets the movie rolling. I really, I hope, that's, lot, I really hope that's, that's a lot of creepy VHS. Yeah, yeah. I really hope that's it. the title. So, Chris, you you can say that you started that title. Goddamn right. I'll tell I really you. hope that's. I'll, 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 I'll use a Twitter just for that reason. That's right. Just go ahead Great. and get it now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I think we could see another one. I'm not sure we I'm not sure we need it. But well, there, there's one thing that James Wan's not afraid to be part of is making a horror series. That's true, good or bad. True. <laughs> okay. you know, yeah, this is one of those movies where where if they do make a second one, there's a good chance it, it's a prequel, like some weird story in between that happened. Ooh, I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't because I get more of the weird velociraptor. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> Oh, no. I get you. It's just one of those things I thought, well, maybe. I mean, I guess it wasn't too angry at the movie. I just was weirded out the way it ended. And, you know, it's just, I don't know. But you're right, this though. Movie, it is what, what this movie is. It, is. it is a wild ride. It's a weird ride. From from start to finish, it does what a horror movie is supposed to do. It entertains you and it scares you sometimes. I mean, what else? It keeps you, you there. Yeah. yeah, it really does. Yeah, like you said, you were you were out. Then you were invested. Then you were like, oh, crap, I'm invested. And then you are like, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was in, then out, then back in at least a little bit. If you watch this movie, people, just make it to the, to the police scene. It's deep. Don't no, get me wrong. Well, no, listen. If you're that far, just watch the rest of the movie. It's only yeah. 20 more minutes. Yeah, it's You'll true. be fine. But it's, it's so You'll be good. fine. So good. Rewind it. Watch it in slow-mo. You'll so, see wait, some shit so, you never thought possible. Roger, what was, what was your favorite scene? You know, I don't really know if I have a favorite, but you know what? I'll tell you what's going to stick with me for a long time is – well, no. I'm talking about like the surgery scene. Where like they very accurately put this piece of skull back in. Yeah, they they push it and then just like click. You get you, you, <laughs> you, you just get in there. Yep. You just get nope. Push we're, gonna, boy. we're gonna close this <laughs> up and it never happened. Like you ever been a little kid and like clean your closet and then like stuff everything in it so your mom will be like, oh you're out looking really quick and then poo everything explodes out of the closet like a fucking cartoon. Literally what's happening. No, that's what's it. <laughs> Except with like brains. <laughs> I have to. I think mine, besides the chase, which I thought was pretty cool, I like the scene when they're in the interrogation room. Again, if you, I mean, okay. yeah, okay, I'm, I'm okay, okay with of, that. I'm actually kind of upset how I like I didn't like that was a dead fucking giveaway that like when the lights went out and, and then Annabelle Wallace is like, it's for you. He wants to talk to you. Like she said, like a robot, like she was being controlled. I'm like God, and then looking back, I'm like, how did I not get that? 
But I mean, I thought that was really cool, stylized. I really did, you know, the whole. I mean, the police. I think it was only a second time. I think it's a whole different experience. Probably, I think you're probably right about that. And again, and, that's, and, and, that's a and, that, and, that's a cool achievement for a filmmaker. But here's the thing: you shouldn't have to watch your movie twice for it to be good. Because we've said that before too, and True. I stand by that. You, you know, but I bet it's a you different. Can't get it, you can't get first time credit the second time around. Yep, you can't I agree get with that. that. Doesn't count. Interesting. But I bet it's a different experience the second time you watch it, just because you know it's happening. Because this movie tells it through that lens the first time around, so you actually see it unfold. Back yeah, back. I will be interested when I do watch it a second time to see what I notice differently. I'm gonna make my wife watch it because she doesn't watch. You know what I did notice? I watched the laundromat. You know what I did notice, and I hope you guys notice it too, is every time. So there was, and I thought this was going somewhere. Um, as as the finale, but it wasn't. Is every time right after someone's gonna be murdered, there's what looks to be in the scene. There's something in the scene that looks like the thing that's chasing him in in a black trench coat, you know, doubled over in a chair or on the couch or on someone's kitchen table. Every time, that's what I did notice. Is it's there every time, hmm. and I love it. And I see that's the kind of stuff I like. That's the kind of stuff I think is very clever. You know, a lot of horror movies miss the cleverness these days, and it just it breaks my heart because you can be clever and be good. You know, it's just that's what I thought was super clever. I don't know if you guys noticed that though. I did not actually. I didn't pick up on that, but that's I get you. Well, when you when you watch this movie to refresh yourself for *Malignant*, the second tumor, you'll 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 notice it. <laughs> I really Interesting. Hope, I really hope that's the title. I really hope that's the title. Mm. All right, so let's uh, let's go ahead and score this. I agree. All right. So I'll get. I'll go ahead and go first, unless anybody's really chomping at the bit here. <laughs> no, um, just me. I'm gonna take. I'm, I'm gonna take your offer and go first, if you don't mind. Okay, I'll go right ahead. Um, so I said I was gonna give this a three and a half. I had decided, but I guess during our conversation, I'm gonna bump it up to a four. Okay. Which isn't a huge. I still don't think it's anything worth writing home about. But I think it's fun, and I think it's stylized and. Horror fans, and I know this because my mother is absolutely a hardcore, stupid horror movie fan, that she will love this. I have no doubt she'll be clapping her hands and just loving it. So in that respect, I got to give it the half point. I didn't want to give it before, but it's only a four for me. Is she an all-horror fan, or is she like a, sl- like a huge like slasher flick She fan? loves like, really, really awful Netflix horror movies. I'm not saying oh, that this, I'm not saying this is that. That's a whole genre on its own. Well, I'm not saying there, this, there this is that. There's some trash in there, bro. I'm not saying <laughs> this is that at, at all, but I'm saying yeah. like, this is something that I think she would enjoy because like yeah. she, she she's a lot smarter than me, and she would see right through it really quick. Sure. So, I mean, in that respect, I got to give it a four. Okay, so uh, Chris says I should go second, so and that's fine. So we had a discussion about the beginning of this movie about how we had differing of opinions mm-hmm. off of Malignant, but sounds like we're really not that far apart because I think this movie's only like a five and a half, okay. so it's slightly above average for me. Um, I liked it, and then but it's it's such a wild ride that there are parts of it you're like, what in the fuck is going on here, <laughs> and. <laughs> That's not necessarily like a bad thing, but it's not really a good thing either. But if you stick this movie out, I think more people will like it than don't like it. And I'm I'm one of those people like I I was surprised at this movie. I thought for sure I was going to hate it and I didn't. Um I will definitely watch Malignant again. As for if I really recommend it to other people, I'll say hey, if you want a twisty horror movie, this is probably for you. Um so yeah, five and a half. Okay. I said this to you at work the other day. 
I said this movie is not reviewing well. I am not excited to watch it. I said that. And because I wanted to like horror to begin with, and I wanted one of these movies to be good this week, and I was terrified that they weren't going to be. So I was not excited to watch this movie. There are so many weirdly specific reasons to point people to watch this movie. You know, if you like this director, watch this movie. It's it's his take on this. If you like cool sound and movie, watch this movie. It's got a great soundtrack, way better than it deserves. If you like weird, just just terrible horror, like slasher horror, this is actually pretty good for that. If you like weirdly cool action scenes, there's a really cool scene in this movie. Maybe one and a half if you count the chase scene that, that we have some problems with. Like, there's a lot of little reasons to point people towards this movie. And I had way more fun with this movie than I thought I was going to have. This movie, for me, is a six. I thought it was way better than I thought it was going to be. I will watch this again. I will at least watch it one more time because I want to see through that lens now that I know what's happening. And that cop scene, the, the police precinct prison scene, I will watch that years from now. I'm going to just put that scene on watch it, give a sigh of relief, and go back to what I was doing. That was cool as shit. I need to get a GIF of her just throwing the <laughs> chair. <laughs> I want a cop arm. I want that, that beautifully executed one-cut turnaround throw. 10 out of 10. Every time. <laughs> what are you, gonna, you know that reminds me of is the William Wallace sword throw in the end when, when Amish like spins and throws the sword. And he like just lands right in the ground perfectly. Yeah, that's what yeah. that reminds me of. That's a great sword throw, or that's a great chair throw because he 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 does like do a weird like half turn spin and just launches it. It's just a straight Olympian style, man. Gives like a spin, a throw, and just, <laughs> and just because just, you because you know, because you know they were like, what if he just threw a chair at him and like well, I thought he was running away. Well, that's what he was then, but you, and he's you like, know, nah, I've done fucked up. Everybody else here, you ain't running. <laughs> But stay here for your ass whipping. <laughs> but, but you know they were done, and then someone, and then someone's like, "Wouldn't that wouldn't that be hilarious if you just threw a chair at him?" James, James Wan. Trust like, me, it's hilarious. I mean, that chair was just a candle on that fuck you cake, right? Yep. <laughs> so it's like, and then, and, then, and, then, and then you know the whole crew sitting there like wrapping up. James Wan's like, "All right, we're gonna shoot one more thing." <laughs> <laughs> One more thing, people. <laughs> the yeah. the, uh, the uh, Olympian chair throw across the room. I love it. Beautifully done. Uh, Executed 10 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, so, I, okay, we're, we're a little different. But look, as long as you can justify your scores yourself, that's all I care about. I don't care about anything else. But for the most part, I did enjoy the movies. I just – I'm learning how to be more crit- more critical with my own looking at a movie and saying what it really is. Just a weird week for these two, right? There's, I got two, I got one movie that was worse than I wanted it to be, and a movie that was better than I expected. So that's fair. I mean, yeah, give you something to talk about. Yep, we'll talk about. Well, all right, gentlemen, this is almost two hour episode. Long one, long one of for Love of Simmons, episode two hundred and forty four. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning at five a.m. on Podbean, which distributes to your podcast of choice of the following five iTunes, well, from Podbean goes to iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment to rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. We got another email that we're charting. I forget what country we're charting in, but we're charting in all these countries, just not in the U.S. <laughs> the one country US. I want to chart in. Represent. I know that one of my friends over in um, – my one of my buddies over in uh, Japan is making his students that he's teaching English to listen to our episode every week. <laughs> so, he's like, well, don't worry. I hope he's not teaching them English. Oh God! Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm an idiot. Just imagine if a, if a large Ford Exchange student class comes over and just starts ta- and just talks like Roger. Oh, oh my God! No, no, no. Sorry, but I mean, heavily mid 
Atlantic, Pittsburgh, East, I just think it's hilarious that he's requiring his students to listen to a podcast, a moral podcast. Oh, they probably hate him and their lives. And us. No, I mean, let's be fair. You took a foreign language class. You remember watching those very acted, very scripted videos of students all acting together and like them talking in whatever language you were studying and yep. you're trying to figure yeah, come on those were just bad. I mean, you think know the standard for that over there that's terrible roger last week's like for all the billions of people that listen to our voices <laughs> <laughs> and also very triumphantly said i've never made a, an inaccurate never said anything inaccurate ever on this podcast <laughs> Oh, that's all right, stands this week. Thank you. Please check us out. Movie wrong. I've never, <laughs> never said anything factually incorrect. Never. Please check us out on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I'm at Grayson Maxwell One. I'm at Rod Stillian. I'm Christopher Ball. Don't forget to check out the page on Facebook. We're also there, and check it and send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com Next week, we're taking a look at what we assume will be Clint Eastwood's last movie. We've been My saying that. <laughs> How many times have we, had, have we heard the rumor that this is his last movie? It looks like the last four I don't movies. know. Yeah. Um, Cry Macho and Cop Shop. Uh, Cry Macho is available theatrically and HBO Max. And Cop yep. Shop, as far as I can tell, is only available theatrically. Yep. But that's a good – that looks like a Gerard Butler masterpiece right there. Let me tell you. Folks. Good. Rod, you want to make it weird on our way out? You want some more My Cracho jokes or no? I was going to say, woo, woo, yee, send it.